0: of block talk presented by theater in the now i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there it's 2022 and in this new year there's a new way to help support the podcast and keep the show going buy me coffee is an incredible new platform where you the loyal block talk audience can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit BuyMeACoffee.com slash BlockTalk and keep block talk going strong, like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheedInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. it's a ball well two of them the remaining queens of season 14 had a ball because who doesn't love critiquing 42 looks oh spoiler alert Diabetty and orion story are back why we'll attempt to figure that out later it's time to talk all things drag race season 14 and joining me is a queen who knows a bit about fashion and making her own sickening looks it's marcia 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 hello hi how fitting that you are with me for this episode
1: I, I am so excited. The Ball is my favorite episode every season. I'm I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, when I when I pick people to come on the podcast and usually pick a number, I don't know what's going to happen on said episode. Uh, so this just worked out. Good timing.
1: Excellent timing.
0: Now, we'll get to you and your fashion and, and design experience as we go through that part of the episode. But how are you enjoying season 14, three episodes in? I mean, I feel
1: like it always takes me a little while to warm up. This season, you know, I I dip my toe in the pool. I'm not one that just jumps in. Um, But everyone is really great. Everyone is so talented. They have a a wide range of queens, which is great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm liking it a lot so far.
0: Yeah, it's a really unique season because there's not like, outright superstars like legends of the scene that finally got onto drag race Mm -hmm. um but it's like the the average drag queen who works in their city and is not the headliner of their city um which i think is going to be interesting when we talk about some of these looks because you could tell that some of these queens don't come from lots of money Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah Season 14. Now, obviously we only have one New York representation this year. Um, are you familiar with the work of Ms. Jasmine Kennedy?
1: Yes, yes. I met Jasmine at um, Lady Liberty earlier early this year. She's so, so sweet. Um, I was so excited to hear that she's on season. Um, but yeah, shocking, It's only one. one. That's one. Has it ever happened before?
0: I mean, years ago, probably. Actually, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's been a season or two, like, in the early days, um, where, the, uh-huh. where there where may have been, like, one or two. But, you know, you, you always get multiple, because New York's the place to be.
1: And out of 14, only one nuts out.
0: I know. We have, what, five California queens?
1: California girls. They're unforgettable.
0: That's true. All right. Well. I got no new drag news of the week. We're just all gearing up for uh, UK voice, the world, which I feel like, again, this is kind of how it was last year with season 13 and uh, drag race, UK two. We all were focusing on UK too. So I feel like we're going to forget about 14 soon.
1: <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like us drag race is a very different beast at my house. We have drag race pizza Friday so it's like more of an event, I think maybe yeah. because it's like live on television. And like sure. these days nobody watches anything live on television anymore. So you US is a little has like a special place in my heart. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean I I miss the 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 fun of a viewing party, but and I feel like those are kind of um needs to be re- revitalized a little bit, but we'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. eventually. But yeah. let's talk about this episode. Deja was close to be eliminating, but she believes that her lip syncing should make the others think she is a competitor. In another edition of what pronouns to use for Rue, Deja says that RuPaul himself said they may have a lip sync assassin on their hands. I don't know. Do you agree? Disagree? What do you think of Deja?
1: Um, I remember um, watching meet the Queens. Deja definitely stood out to me. I loved her look. She seems very, very nice. I love that <laughs> that Red was like, that's my seamstress.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. great.
1: I for me, um, I don't I don't know about like lip sync assassin, but um, I'm interested what she I'm interested to see what she has.
0: I am too because I am not in love with her. I'm met on her right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm waiting,
0: I'm waiting for her. <laughs> well, as they're mourning, Daya, Alicia Motherfucking Keys gets all spooky again, is like, Queens, I'm back, but look over there. Um, and now that we've quoted Miss Jade Essence Hall, the six remaining first-weekers walk in and, well, choices on some of those looks.
1: Yes. I they're feel like, like that, that yeah. little interaction is always kind of random. So they're, I'm sure they're just like, what do I wear for this?
0: They're like, well, I'm not going to wear this on the runway. It's not a look challenge. This is what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, it's like, this is one of those extra things that I brought, so Mm -hmm. take it or leave it.
0: I I think for me, though, the most comical part about this whole moment was Maddie is meeting the six other queens in undergarments. Mm -hmm. She took off the gown already, she's wearing the undergarments, and this is what happens.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Because she was in the Marie Antoinette thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, so she's not because she, she. I watched on. I watched a TikTok and she was like, she said that she was like duck walking under the mm-hmm. skirt, and I was like, oh yeah, there's no way you're keeping <laughs> on. Not a chance. Well, the two titans
0: are about to clash, and we have Jasmine freaking out about Carrie Colby, like full on fangirling. Uh-huh. deja gets to see her good thick sis cornbread apparently as we learned as you said deja is cornbread seamstress do you think we'll see any deja creations on cornbread this season
1: i'm sure although i mean I, i'm sure deja was worried about getting herself ready so i don't know Hopefully. If, i mean there could be you know things from the past i would be surprised
0: that's true georgia says she knows Alyssa from her pageants online But Mm -hmm. the girls are going to swap Eliminated Queens as they share that Diabetti and Orion story have ended their stories for now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cornbread is going to ask the other girls if there is anyone in their group who is messy, to which Miss Angie is like, you think messy is in our group and Cornbread's, no, you're right, it's me. (laughs) At least she's honest.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: But Angeria, she does not approve of Cornbread's Miss Mary J. (laughs) Blyswig. It's another choice.
1: It, it was it was a choice absolutely.
0: Well, it's time to fight as there are so many girls left. Jasmine is ready to rip off her pearls and throw them on the stage. Willow wanted to be the littlest one, but unfortunately my little pocket twink Georges has the title of the littlest one. but Willow uh-huh. thinks she's the youngest in the face but jokes on her, Georgia still looks like a literal
1: baby. Yes. They're both babies.
0: babies. All right, it is a new day, um, and as they walk in, I have to give it to Bosco, who simply walks in saying, catchphrase.
1: How iconic oh, yeah. is that?
2: It's
1: very I, thought, I thought she was saying it in response to what Jasmine said. Jasmine, Jasmine came in, and she was like, another day, another sleigh, and then she went, catchphrase. I was like, that's been said before a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's why I think that's why I, I was under the impression Bosco was just like catchphrase, and that's her catchphrase coming in. Yeah. T-shirt. Now, yeah, exactly. The room has new faces and is a tad more claustrophobic, but Bosco says it's a full factory reset. We're getting no room mail. It's Rue walking right in. And Rue says the more the merrier, so she's introducing them to two new queens. No, we are getting two fallen titans from early seasons past. No, no, it's just Daya and Orion coming back. Um, Betty comes in with a catchphrase and Orion looks like she just took, um, a pull on a bong. Um, why, why are they here? Why eliminate them? What was the point?
1: Um, I will say again, like watching me, the Queens, they were the two that I was like, I don't know about them, (laughs) which I, I felt like a genius when they got eliminated. Um. But I mean, I, I cannot help but think about being in that situation and going home first and spending like all this money and time and like gearing up for this huge opportunity and having it be cut so short. And again, like I said, Drag Race Pizza Friday is my favorite night of the week. So the more episodes of Drag Race I can get out of the season, the better. But I, I again, it must be um, frustrating, especially after Not last really. season when we went. A month without an elimination.
0: Uh, right. So Rude will tell us that she's giving them a second chance to compete for the crown as it's the right thing to do. I want a real reason. Like if you're going to do it, it's fine. This was just an audience tease. And honestly, we've seen it all. It didn't shock and awe anybody, especially in the age of spoilers. We like, if you were spoiled on the season, this was just silly. This was just stupid.
1: Yeah. I, I, I prefer when it's just like, we're not eliminating anyone. Right. Good job, friends. That's it's it's just a more um, I don't know because now, I mean, now 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 you're putting these people at like a disadvantage, right? In the in the yeah,
0: it's it's mental mind games. The producers love doing it. Now, if I were like um, Magnolia Crawford and Kelly Mantle, I'd be like, bullshit! Why do we get come back?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: We got cut in a split premiere. Hmm. Anyway, well june finds its bullshit and well that confessional makes sense of what's going to happen with the night's results so see you girl uh-huh. roe tells the girls that there's no more mr nice guy and they're doing things differently when it comes to elimination she's leaving it up to the drag gods whatever does that mean well the pit crew comes in with a cart of candy bars one for each of them only one bar is golden they will each select a candy bar and sign it you know so no producer influence no shenanigans each week, the two queens will lip syncing for their lives. Will bring their candy to the runway. The losing queen will open their candy bar, and if it's the gold bar, they will be safe to slay another day. I really wanted it to be an actual golden ticket. What do you I mean? wanted like like Willy Wonka. Like I got the golden oh, ticket. It, I fully want I don't want a candy well, gold candy bar unless it's actually made of gold. <laughs> Give me a golden uh-huh. ticket.
1: I I can't help but think they'll just like switch the wrappers. Like, sure, you signed a rapper, but, like, you didn't sign this chocolate bar. Yeah,
0: you know that, I mean? that's the
1: tea. I and might like, just wait until the right person is in the bottom and then just, like... Right. Absolutely.
0: And, and, and that's what's kind of crazy, because this is a twist that was on Big Brother a couple years ago. So this has been something that the Viacom family is no stranger to. We've done this... Um, select a uh that, that for that was a return ticket select your return ticket and um you open it each week and whoever has it comes back so mm-hmm. it's nothing new for a twist i i saw it coming um uh, but you're right like you that's why like i think they had them sign it because you know the fandom would go ape if um they felt the producers hadn't hand into it, it
1: uh-huh but i don't know feels like insurance Feels like fake yeah. insurance like, well, we couldn't possibly switch them.
0: Right. Well, they each pick a bar, and when it gets to Maddie, we hear her say to the pick crew, damn, you're big. Daya will call out and say it's a straight thing, as Maddie forgets her chocolate bar. And Rue is like, something is changing. But more on that outing in a bit. Where would you hide your candy bar? Because they're, they're told they have to hide it, so, so maybe there isn't going to oh. be a producer switching it around. Where would you hide your candy bar in the workroom?
1: I feel like I just find... Like, the deepest pocket of a suitcase, maybe. Something like that. Because I, I would lose it. Okay. I'd be like, I actually don't have it. <laughs> someone give me another one.
0: Could you imagine if someone actually lost their candy bar in the workroom?
1: It might. It might happen. We're only three amazing. episodes in.
0: It's true. All right. Well, Rue loves a pair of balls more than chocolate. They are throwing two fashion balls this season. Why because of confusion because we need to confuse people more the week one queens will be serving three looks at the hide and chic ball they are zebra print resort leopard evening gown down and from scratch they need to create a wedding gown eleganza using all the colors from the animal rainbow week two queens will be serving three looks at the red white and blue ball they are red hot resort evening gown down all in white and from scratch they need to create a wedding gown eleganza in red white and blue they can use the sewing machines provided by Singer. I like to think the sponsorship moment happened because they listened to my podcast and us bitch about the quality of machines.
1: Work. Listen, I,
0: last last season, I had Honey Davenport on this episode, on the ball episode, say, those things are shit.
1: I have the same one right here.
0: Is it good? Do you like it?
1: I love it. Alright. Maybe I, I just some know people that- just aren't
0: seems just as maybe I, that's the real tea but no I, I feel like sometimes they sabotage them like could you imagine giving a <laughs> fault i've
1: fame? heard i've heard that sometimes like some of the machines are broken and yeah. they're like sorry and it's like what do you mean sorry right i would be infuriated i'd be like the machine is broken give me a machine go buy one uh-huh. right now now
0: two balls they're not even remotely close or related to one another
1: yeah why what are we doing i think maybe they did it for the the, the like promo soundbite to make it sound like they're all gonna have to do like six looks or something they're trying to trick us but um yeah i don't know i i don't see the the purpose
0: i don't either now if you had your pick which one would you like to participate in
1: um i am not an animal print person, like by any means. Um, Red, white, and blue also isn't amazing, but I would go with that just because it's, I think, a lot of my drag aesthetic comes from like, oh, I really love this color, like what does this color make me think, make something based on that. Um, So I think like having red and white, I could do like really great things with, and then the red, white, and blue thing, I would just do my best.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because like we had the blue ball on all stars, so we've already done blue. So producers, you got (laughs) to come up with better ideas, get more concepts.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot more there. This is like a, such an open thing. It could be literally anything.
0: Now I, as I don't know how much, you know, about the behind the scenes, like getting ready for the show, but obviously all the Queens have like prompts and they have to create the looks. Mm -hmm. Do you think they all had to bring all four of the looks of the zebra leopard red and white?
1: I would assume no, but maybe they just want to make things difficult. So maybe.
0: If I were them sitting in that workroom and had to bring all four of those and know two of those are never going to be used,
1: Mm -hmm. I would be livid. I'd be... I would like to get a refund. I mean, everybody says toward the end of the competition, you end up running out of drag. So maybe it's a good thing. That's fair. That's fair. But again, just like in, in terms of like hacking it would be annoying absolutely well
0: this is what danger came here for she loves sewing she loves creating and she loves balls it's a race to the bolts as the queens from each week battle for the fabric jasmine's ball is red white and blue and her fashion ball um is not you know blue bosco says the animal prints speak to her on a very spiritual existential trashy level which makes sense um remember that outing i spoke of earlier well Bosco gathered from certain context clues that Maddie is one of those, how do you put it? um, Heterosexuals. Maddie's like, yeah, you got me, bro. No homo. (laughs) I um, hated the fact that like, we're outing Maddie the way we are on this show.
1: I was talking to a friend of mine. um, And I think having Maddie on this season is it it feels like a social experiment because you're bringing a straight person into a queer environment that is like populated almost exclusively by queer people made by queer people for queer people and they're I, I can't help but think of like young queer children like in high school when you're like surrounded by people that are different than you and you like don't know how to act and you're like Kind of uncomfortable in your own skin and it's like that's what we're kind of seeing with maddie i feel like it feels like this like like there's a, that there's that video on youtube it's like a short film it's like if being gay was normal in america and it's this like little girl who's bullied at school but it, anyway it's fe- it's like interesting to watch i think because yeah. you're taking this person that in like normal society holds so much power and like privilege and agency and placing them in like a very unusual environment and seeing like, oh, well, this is how all of us felt growing up for our entire lives. So like, I think straight people could learn something from this.
0: Absolutely. And that's what's, that's why I feel like it's kind of weird that in two episodes in a row, they're kind of outing Maddie, whether it's Daya kind of like throwing it out there or again, if it's, dia and rue being like oh what's changed what well, like let the kid live let 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 it come mm-hmm. out naturally let it be part of conversation because as she said last week it's not an issue she she just happens to be straight doing mm-hmm. the art form of drag and that should be the celebration here yeah but it is what it is we're here for a television Maddie is going to reveal that she has a girlfriend of four years and I'm like, fuck this. Even the straight dude that dresses up in ladies clothing has a partner. What the hell is it going to take for me to find the twink of my dreams? What the hell am I doing wrong? God damn it. So now Cornbread is going to call over um, about Maddie being straight. And Maddie says that opinions don't affect her. Being a part of the drag community has changed her perspective. She's not worried about other people thinking she's gay as being gay is not a bad thing. Let's put that on a t-shirt.
1: Yes, that's Maddie Morpheus's (laughs) t-shirt.
0: She says that her girlfriend is her biggest supporter as the first time they met was when Maddie was in drag and yet I am still single. The straight man in drag gets girlfriend day one and I get nothing.
1: I mean, that shows sensitivity. It shows uh, a level of of distance from toxic masculinity. I'm not surprised.
0: Absolutely. Well, Cornbread reveals that she knew Maddie was straight because her left nipple only (laughs) gets hard for straight men this comment got miss carrie colby feeling a certain way and missed the whole conversation that maddie is in fact straight Uh, but i i don't i'm not shocked here because i feel like carrie just lives in her own world
1: Uh uh-huh and the noises
0: that are actual words just surround her but when she's ready to hear the words then they actually become words oh
1: yeah
0: the life of pretty people (laughs) all right well now to the sewing part Jasmine tells mm-hmm. Daya that she's going to do a lot of paneling. So there are going to be a lot of different patchworks of fabric. And she tells us at home, she is known as a dancing queen, but also known for making a brand new costume
1: every week for herself. She do. I do not know that. I know she makes most of her stuff. I know that. I don't know about every week though.
0: Yeah. I think that's a stretch. she she she's booked and blessed. I, that's a lot of work.
1: That's a lot of, that's a lot of outfits.
0: Um, and I just need to say this. Going from a shot of Willow, then watching Georges on the floor cutting up fabric, it looked like first graders doing arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. They're so lucky they're going to look young and youthful for such a long time. Well, speaking of arts and crafts, June! She doesn't sew. No, no. She doesn't even consider herself a crafty queen. The only craft she likes is mac and cheese. She is draping, pinning, and praying.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so june's gonna call over bosco who tells her the silhouette is just not working for her and then promptly walks away i was like bosco that's really funny like no bye she was not (laughs) gonna help her she was not in the mood to help her at all absolutely june tells us that she works as a personal stylist so she knows how to make shit look good that was the biggest revelation here that i was like that is what your job is and you just probably lost a lot of clients didn't you
2: jakes
1: yeah wow also i just have to say generally speaking if you come into this competition and you're like i'm a look queen like i am known for my outfits and turning incredible looks if you can't make them that's like minus 10 points if you don't design them that's minus 10 points yeah. I feel like if you're a look queen, it needs to be like what you do and what you bring to the table. And if you're just wearing other people's clothes or other people's designs, that's you're not it's doing a it. model. You're, you're, you're a model. model. Like that's fine. Be a model. Be the best model you can be. But don't be like, yeah, I'm a look queen. Like I love fashion, but I don't do any of it myself.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like- well, Deja has been sewing for years and she wants to show off. She wants to have darts a cool neckline, a dramatic sleeve this is her area of expertise meanwhile in Carrie does it look like she sews? No, no. She can't even get the machine working properly so she's gonna go call out to Jasmine to help her and Jasmine is only helping her out because Carrie's mom is Sasha Colby and listen if you were a legacy I would help you out too I understand where Jasmine's coming from
1: I think that is so funny that she said that though <laughs>
0: She's blunt. Like, she's honest. Carrie needed
1: help, so I'm going to do that for her. No,
0: no. She, she, she's playing the game. Jasmine will tell her that if they have to stone on top of the safety pins, that's what they'll have to do. And this prompts Miss Angeri to ask her if she's sharing her stones. Carrie asks her if she said sharing or Sharon. And not Miss Angie not knowing who Sharon Stone is. As Carrie puts it, she's a famous white lady.
1: I love it. she goes, is that a friend of yours? <laughs> like.
0: I was like, no, how do you not know who Sharon Stone is? I mean, she really hasn't been around that much in the past, like, 15 years. So I can understand.
1: I yeah, I could understand a person maybe, like, missing the the cultural moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Bosco is going to tell it like it is and says that Carrie is literally just modeling a bolt of fabric around her waist.
1: But she owns it.
0: She does. She very much owns it. She knows
1: that. And it's like work.
0: Now, Maddie is talking to Jasmine and thinks that the bug on the ground is real. It's maybe part of uh, 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 the, the animal print. No, 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 no. It is, in fact, a real dragonfly. Georges will not touch it. Willow says it was flying around the workroom earlier. Rest in peace. Now, Daya is going to pick it up and say that it's crunchy. Cornbread says it's a huge dragonfly and wants to be a little petty. So with Miss Diabetica. Yes, in another instance of another queen not knowing another queen's name. Cornbread is, right? Cornbread is going to offer Diabetica $1,000 to eat it. Welcome to RuPaul's Dragula. (laughs) Would you eat a dragonfly for $1,000? No,
1: I know in other cultures they eat bugs and stuff, but they're cooked, they're prepared, they're seasoned. This dirty Los Angeles dragonfly would not (laughs) enter my mouth a thousand dollars. No.
0: Well they shake hands. Diane doesn't fact eat the dragonfly. We hear the crunch.
1: But
0: <laughs> as some are shocked at diet, she says she eats ass, she can eat a bug. There's the your log- merch, Daya Betty.
1: The logic is sound.
0: Now I watched this with my mom and she was a little displeased with that phrase eating ass. And I was like we're not gonna ex- I'm not gonna explain it. We're just gonna pretend it didn't happen.
1: My my friend Gwen likes to say uh it's it's 2022 grandpa we eat ass now yep it's that's the tea that's the tea
0: well willow says that she sews a fifth of her drag she says it's hard on her fingers because it's hard to use her fine motor skills and she shares the metaphor that if you're out in the cold and then come in and can't lace up your shoes that's how she feels all the time she's anxious finishing the project on time I think this is a really interesting, cool moment to incorporate into the show because Willow is becoming that like subtle fan favorite. And obviously we know what's gonna end up happening with the results for this episode, but it's kind of cool to put a little shadow of doubt in your mind of maybe Willow can't do this.
1: I think I would be so nervous about that if um, I was in that scenario. I think anytime the Queens have any kind of like physical uh, you know, what, what is what did RuPaul say? And what is your chronic illness? Anytime you're entering this competition with any kind of hindrance, I think it's um it must be scary. Absolutely. You it, don't know what it's gonna be like. Exactly.
0: And it's kind of always a great thing to see someone overcome it. And it, it's mm-hmm. good for people who who have the same illness. So Willow's going to ask Cornbread for some help with safety pins, which Cornbread offers to get her a cup of hot water, and you know what? That's sisterhood. Cornbread doesn't believe that the other girls know the extent of Willow's issues as they don't talk to Willow as much as she talks to Willow. She just doesn't also express what's going on as well. Willow mm-hmm. didn't think she'd get so close to someone, but Cornbread makes her feel stable and at home. That's not the combo I thought we would see, but I'm here for this duo.
1: Me too. I, th- I think the two of them uh, maybe are aware that they're front runners, yeah, and that the judges like them very much. So mm-hmm. I think they're probably like, "Hey, we should probably couple up because yeah. uh, I think I can see you in this final three with me."
0: Absolutely. So Georgia says wedding gowns aren't her thing. So if Georgia is going to get married, she's going to be wearing something sickening and very sexy which I will just go warn my mom now for when we get married, clearly. Uh, Deja says, George is gown um, and asks if she's doing a Puerto Rican storyline. And she's like, no, I'm not even Puerto Rican. And Deja says, represents someone else's ethnicity. <laughs> kind of cringy, but kind of funny.
1: I, I liked it because they all started like laughing afterward because I was like, okay, great. We're aware of... The flaws,
0: <laughs> right? And it, especially after last week when um, george's Sacks asked uh, um, Deja if she was Hispanic, and she's like, "No, I'm, I'm black and white," but people have confused it. So I think it all works together. We can get away with that line. Uh-huh. Now, Dia is going bridesmaid in the late '80s and '90s, and it's going to show more Dia, less Crystal Method. Very smart move here, because uh, mm-hmm. last week really spooked her. Cornbread is coming over and once again calls her Diabetica. And it is in this moment in front of the bitch that Cornbread learns that Diabetica is not in fact her name, it is Diabety. Have people ever confused your name?
1: Oh, um, there is a video of, of Jasmine Kennedy <laughs> that night that I met her at um, uh, a Lady Liberty where she's on her story and she's like, we have eczema, we have Marcia, 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 we have uh, she and she gets Tina Twirlers name wrong too. I think she could say Tina Turner, <laughs> something like that. It's so funny because there's it's like three of us and she like bur- she like butchers our names and it's so fucking funny. Hanukkah Lewinsky has a recording of it. I'll oh have to my god, that's
0: that's so funny.
1: That's oh, always, Marcia god. and Ceramus calls me. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Of course, naturally.
0: Naturally. Maddie is going all American wedding. I'm going to be petty for a second. Maddie has I'm just going to do it. I'm going to say it. Maddie has more gray hair than I do, which makes me feel good about myself. Thank you. <laughs> it was my birthday this week. I'm allowed to complain about the grays that I keep on finding in my hair. God damn it. COVID has it, it, it's getting us all gray. Yep. Damn. But yeah, Maddie had a lot more gray hair than I did. I was like, thank God you're doing fine. (laughs) Um, Also, if you want proof that Maddie has the straight bro uh, storyline, she was likely forced to chant USA, USA in her confessional with the direction of pretend you're at a sports ball event because you know that producer had no idea what sports are.
1: That was, I don't know if we're in a place to be enthusiastically (laughs)
2: supporting
1: country. No, not at all. I was not like, really?
2: All.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, well, Willow says that Maddie's look is sewed well, but giving Colonel Sanders realness. Shade. Okay. Love it. It's elimination day, it's the ball day, and Lady Camden gets to say it's a new day in the workroom, and she always wanted to say that. Is that a dream of yours? Do you want to say that one day?
1: Um, I feel like I would try and say something else. Yeah. <laughs> Just because everyone says it. Well, I'm sure,
0: you know, one day it'll happen. You know that they sit in that chair and the producer's like, all right, give us 23 takes of It's a New Day in the Workroom so we can use it for any episode we need. (laughs) Any storyline we need.
1: Uh
2: huh.
0: Now, in an odd moment that didn't happen the day earlier, June's going to walk Orion over to the mirrors and welcome her back. But she's going to give her the tea to tell her that she was not excited to have her back orion's gonna give you that nervous giggle before june says but i'm happy to really happy i'm happy to have you back i'm happy you're here and jasmine wants to know why she really wasn't happy jasmine's instigator i can tell she's the instigator of this cast um oh yeah june says because the first lip sync is really stressful and now that orion is back did she really win her lip sync june is going to backpedal and say that orion didn't get a chance to show her everything and mockingly says she loves her I don't know what it is about June, but I just don't
1: vibe with her. I, that whole interaction felt staged to me Mm. because you could tell she was like, okay, I'm going to say this. So I come off as kind of like attitude-y. So maybe I'll get more air time, but I also don't want to come off as mean. So I'm going to like backpedal and like apologize sort of backhandedly. Yeah. I, I just thought the, the whole thing was very, very strange. Um it felt like the preachers were like, how do you feel? Go tell her, go tell her. Yeah,
0: literally. And then
1: after she did it, she was like, Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um
0: yeah, because Orion just taking it like a trooper being like, So you're shipping on me. Okay, cool.
1: I feel like Orion was just like, Okay. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah.
0: laughs> literally.
1: Good luck today. Well- <laughs>
0: Orion is ready to come back full force and prove why she is still there. Angeria is feeling good. When Willow asks what her signature style is Angeria says that it's very overdraggy and very old school pageant. And meanwhile, Lady Camden is getting happy about Angeria's southern accent, like it's a southern or a western movie, which prompts Lady Camden to mock Angeria. And they are flirting, and who the hell shipped this as a duo?
2: Who
1: knows? But I thought that moment was so cute. That, like, that is the adverse of the last thing we're talking about. That interaction felt very, very genuine and yeah. organic and silly. That's, that's my, those, these are my favorite moments of the show when you get to see these people, like, like really who they are. Absolutely. When, like them being, like, goofy and, like, they're, cause, in the words of, max season seven this is a drag competition if you're not having fun you're not doing it right
0: absolutely it's just really interesting because like you wouldn't see i don't see them as a couple they're both just so oh, lanky humans <laughs> but you know what if they make each other happy because they get to talk in funny accents to each other go for it i'm here for it I'm, i like it
1: very very sweet yes
0: they can go out on tour together in a silly accent tour
1: oh my god perfect okay.
0: Angeria says she is most fond of Lady Camden. I can see them hanging out after this. But after a happy moment, who is ready for the really, really, really depressing mirror talk?
1: Always so sad. First
0: off, Orion shares that her mom was really supportive of her, but she has passed away from suicide. And Diabetty instantly regrets asking what happened with her mom. I thought Daya was going to like just faints and be like, I can't believe I just did this. Why?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, that this is what I think is interesting about Orion, because Orion can just like pass it off as
1: nothing. Be like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Orion ener- reveals that her Yeah, go ahead.
1: Let's just say her energy is like very um, specific. Yeah. It's very it's it's unlike anybody else I think we've seen in a long time.
0: It's very Lana Del Rey. Yes. Well, Orion reveals that her mom was going through a lot of mental issues with bipolar depression and overdosed. They were really close, and she started drag when they watched Drag Race together, and she wanted her to see her on the show one day. So she's going to pay homage to her mom with the look she made of her. She is here to make her proud. Even if she doesn't win, she will still be proud of what she does. We're going to cue more drama as Carrie shares that she was put out by her parents at a very early age. She was never the child they wanted her to be. She was always different and felt a feminine energy. She says if she had a, fem- a supportive family, she would have been the kid at age eight saying she didn't feel comfortable as a boy. This prompts Cornbread to start crying as she left her house in high school as she didn't feel comfortable. Their conversation is going to trigger Cornbread to go walk outside. She says the things she thought she was over, she was really not over. Growing up, she had her moments of extreme flamboyancy and her mom did not like it and would say as much. She says it's hard to find acceptance and felt like a disappointment for a long time. She felt she was a mistake and would go to sleep and pray she didn't wake up. When she was 16, she moved out and moved in with a theater friend. Her parents didn't look for her, even though she was just around the corner. Cornbread didn't know she had pushed so much back. In present day, she has a phenomenal place with her family, but she still has shit to deal with, so when she is going off the show, she will go talk to them. A lot of heavy stuff in uh, a span of three minutes.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's just, it's so sad, just in general, that families are still doing stuff like this. Yeah. You know, you're as a young person, you're just like always looking for who you are. And when you find something that clicks, finally, it's just like the worst thing imaginable to just be, you know, cast aside by the people that are supposed to be like, loving you and protecting you, especially in Mm -hmm. high school, when you like don't have any form of income or any form of like shelter, if you're not in your home, like, that just again, like must be like the scariest thing in the world
0: and it's also when you're still learning about yourself mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a really heartbreaking story but I think this is one of those connections that the two of them have and and this is an important conversation to have on mainstream media show because the people watching the kids watching they get to see themselves through other people and see mm-hmm. sure maybe my situation isn't great but it can get better yeah. I do wonder if we will get a moment of um, Maddie's backstory with her parents, because I really want to know how they feel about her doing drag.
1: I think we will, um, because I think we've gotten uh, the kind of the same things from Maddie whenever we see these conversations. It's always like, I love and support the queer community. Please don't shoot. I love and support the queer community. So I'm excited to when, now that we've like laid that kind of like groundwork, I'm excited to see more about like really who she is and like what called her to do this. And yeah, life All
0: right, let's head over to the runway. Rue comes out in a golden moment. I hated the silhouette. I don't know what the hell she was wearing.
1: Uh, I, I think behind the table, when you can't see the bottom half, it was yeah. a little more interesting. But it seemed like there was so much up here and not much going on Mm -hmm. down there.
0: We have Michelle Carson and Christine Choi from Bling Empire. Are you a fan of the show?
1: I have no idea who this woman is. She looks beautiful. Yeah, I only know her
0: from uh, Dancing with the Stars last season. Okay. All right, buckle up, friends. We have two balls, six categories, 42 looks we're going to go through. We will critique each one of them, include the judge's critiques for each look when we discuss them. Are you ready to start?
1: I am. I'm so excited. This is like what I've been waiting for.
0: Let's do it. Category one is Zebra Print Resort. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Zebra or Z-na. First up, Alyssa Hunter. Look by Ricardo Lara. Hair by Amelia Mendez Francois. Gloves by Javier Arnaldo she's racing stripes realness i appreciate the uniqueness of this look because no one else was going to go ski resort i think she has the elements all right but it's more a little kind of basic that being said i hate the fabric has no lining but that's just me being knowing that she is a pageant queen the heels are cute very few could pull them off I, i i adored this look because i think it's just unique and special and she looked cute
1: i like it too um Every season someone has to do like an equestrian look. Uh-huh. And this was the equestrian look of the season. Um, it's very clean, it's very pretty. I love an eesok. I love an eesok. <laughs> there he is. Always. Um, so yes, I think this is I think this is my favorite look of hers this evening. I'll give it a zebra. Yeah. Zebra. What was it? What were the two?
0: Zebra or Zena? Zebra. The audience 61% zebra, 39% zena. Not a full fan of it. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Next up, Bosco. According to her Instagram, her look is credited to some shit she had in her closet. Her headpiece is credited to duct tape and foil. Work. She's that bitch. I feel like this is Bosco and either you love it or you're going to hate it. Um, I like that it's got this fashion element, but it's not really. It's quirky and tacky. Essentially, it's just a zebra print catsuit with a over the top corset. I need her to push a little further.
1: I will say again, like it. It looks well made, and she looks very good. But it's like this stretchy patterned jumpsuit with the horns. It's yeah. Like this is the first one of the night, and for me, just episode three it's starting to cross a line from being her like brand or her aesthetic into being repetitive because i i'm trying to uh, like picture her runway and i feel like it was like a variation of what this look was like the from the first episode and like her entrance look was kind of similar to that too and it's like i get it you have horns let's do something else yeah yeah,
0: I, I feel like Ray. I think she needs she really needs to give us some variant. Maybe it's just unfortunate. These are the two weeks in a row for her.
1: I was thinking that as well. I might have just been like an unfortunate.
0: Yeah, thing. I will give her a zebra because she still looks good. There's nothing bad about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm expecting a little more.
1: Same zebra.
0: The audience, 83% zebra, 17% Zena. Next up Willow Pill. Look by Balby hair by Shikatita. Purse by Evie Oddly. It's very pedestrian, and she is in on the joke. I think the four-tone zebra print reminds me of that gum from the 90s with the zebra, (laughs) a.k.a. fruit stripes. Uh Did I just age myself? Yes, I did. (laughs) It's incredibly basic, but that's the goal here. As far as the garment sits on her, it's perfect. She's really pulling off the character, and the stoning, it was necessary to be drag. I adore the hair and the color. It's right for this look.
1: Willow knows what she's doing. I... So, when she came into the workroom, like, first day, I was obsessed with that. I think there is a problem with doing things that are, like, pedestrian or, like, off the rack when the person doesn't know. But Willow has, like, such an incredible understanding of irony and how to, like, manipulate that to make a character. And it works, because she's so smart about it. Like, this is... And also... This was really like unexpected. I think, like in terms of colorful and to do like more of like a daytimey kind of look for this. Yeah. I think people think zebra and they're like, oh, this is gonna be like sexy, like nighttime, blah 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 blah. But she did like like the daytime, like office realtor yeah. realness, and I I thought it was really clever, and no one else was gonna do it. And I'm glad that she did zebra in different colors because it made it more unique.
0: All right, listeners, this is our first baby talk Willow Pill from Rue entry. Only said it once this episode. So <laughs> take a drink. Only one drink tonight. Carson says he enjoyed all of her looks. This one looked like she was going to sell a fabulous house in a resort town. It's a zebra for me. Very fun. Yes. <laughs> audience 84% zebra, 16% zina. Next up, we got Carrie Colby look by Cadet Couture. Zebra print and pink are an excellent color combo. Shout out Miss Vinegar Strokes promo look. Uh, fun story. Um, at DragCon, when the cast was there, my mom had one of those like DSW like free bags that you would get, and it was mm-hmm. zebra print and pink. And um, I had told on uh, Instagram that I was going to bring it to Vinegar, and Vinegar uses it to this day still because it matched that promo look. Right. All right. It really does have that 90s clueless mall vibe. I hate those silly no top hats, but I just don't comprehend them. Is it a groundbreaking look? No. Does it work for her? Absolutely, yes.
1: I did not like this. All right. Tell me Literally why. Really at all. Um, I think she has already like naturally beautiful proportions. Yes. Um, the fabric was like pulling. I think, and it, like, the skirt, I don't think was high enough on her waist and it made her torso look really, really long. I think when you have a really full skirt like this, if you put it too low, it looks wrong. Or it looks, it, it misshapens you. I think if the skirt was a little bit higher up, it would have been a little bit better. And I personally don't love the pink tights either. Right. Okay. Um, right, start, start. She looks beautiful. Just to clarify, she looks absolutely beautiful in everything she wears, but this, I don't think it was serving her. I'll give it a zebra. and You're going to go the other way, right? I'm going to give her a, a Zena. Well,
0: you know what? The listener's kind of in the middle. 58% zebra, 42% Zena. I'm here for it. I love that we're not just going to give her a free pass for being beautiful all the time.
1: I, I don't think we should.
0: I'm here for it. All right, next up, Cornbread, no designers listed. Uh, She's going for safari realness. I appreciate the brown and beige approach to the zebra print. I can see the character. I want to know more about this character because they just seem like a fascinating person. Mm -hmm. My biggest problem is the hair. This is now the second look Cornbread has presented on the runway where proportions are an issue. She has got to embrace the big
1: wig. I agree. I love some big hair. Um, This was fine. I wasn't wowed by it. I wasn't offended by it. The pants were interesting. That's all I really have.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then for me, I, I'm going to give a Z-na, mostly because if I saw this, I wouldn't know what the category was. I would not have been able to tell you it was Zebra. Sure.
1: I I don't know where I sit. It's in the middle for me.
0: The audience, again, very much in the middle. 56% Zebra, 44% percent z nah, so not sure if they feel it. Next up, Orion story. Look by Lynn Cream Designs, Hair by Orion. I don't remember Zebra Heather, but I guess that's maybe a future version of the show. I don't know. I think there are elements that could work on the right person. I feel like if you wore this, you would look incredible in it. Not Orion. She just needs to elevate the entire thing. The zebra skirt, love it. The socks, heels, love it. The plain white top that she got from Walmart that she threw some stones on. Nope, not on Drag Race. I really wanted her to have that white streak and not a light brown streak in her hair. It really pulled away from the color story.
1: Um, this is like a Zena for me. Um, she said Heather's, but she's carrying a golf club. They don't right. golf. They play. Yeah. So that's a strike for me. Um, I understand what she's going for, but it's like then just like get it. Use a croquet mallet. Don't use a right. golf club.
2: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Secondly, the zebra prints didn't match, which I did not like and the stripes at the top of the socks like took me out i don't know why it like interrupted the flow of the look for me personally Mm -hmm. um like i i I love a knee sock but i do not like knee socks with the stripes unless you're doing something very specific
0: fair michelle was missing versatility overall as there was a lot of repetitiveness Christine doesn't golf, but if she had an outfit like her resort wear, she would swing a couple rounds. And I think that was just her being nice. I, it's a xena for me also. I just, it didn't work. Yeah.
1: I think it could have
0: worked. Maybe yeah.
1: with some different elements.
0: Agreed. Audience, 37% zebra, 63% Xena. Finally, we have June Eye. Look by Marvin Hidalgo. Hair by Miss Showgirl Vanity. Remember Donna Meagle. This is her now. Treat yourself. Uh, I think this is a strong look from June and it makes me understand who June is. She is a rich lady who will take n- not take no for an answer. She really presented the character well and I love that the jacket just drapes. It's such a boss move. Hair, it's working for me. It's styled fine. It works for this look. My only problem was, well, first off, thank you for the lining. Second, I don't like red. I prefer the pink and zebra, but that's just me.
1: Uh-huh. I'm just
0: being whiny about it. What did you think?
1: For me, I think the look itself is very, very pretty. I agreed with a comment that they're making about her hair. I think June brings a very like young, fresh, contemporary energy. So whatever she wears kind of comes off that way. So I think if she had stuck to like the vintage, like jet set kind of story from head to toe, it would have been a little more elevated. Sure. Um And I think, I don't think she would have looked like she was like doing like a vintage thing. She would have looked like I'm a girl in 2022 who knows my references and I'm I'm not going to wear this garment with this bag and not have like a vintage updo or something like yeah. that. I think that was what was missing. I think that would have
2: put it over the top.
0: So when Rue calls her name, her coffee enema has kicked in. It is a whole moment um it was very uncomfortable very uncomfortable carson says the look is very pretty and could see it in a grace kelly movie christine says it was not coach travel but private jet it was beautiful and chic michelle says the hair could have used love as it looked like it was right out of the bag and shoved on her head sure i could see I, I i understand that for the rest of the look i i'm fine with it it's mm-hmm. a zebra for me
1: i yeah i love that i love that shape that like classic little like cape yep. dress a little like circle bag I, I it's a it's a zebra for me as well
0: audience 70 percent zebra 30 percent xena all right moving on it is category red hot resort in honor of this category we're going to play red hot mama or sunburn okay we're going there all right diabetty look by lux crystal method and dia wig piece by dia Bald head by bad genetics and uh, diabetic alopecia. Come on, that's funny. I was I was curious. It's like, what does she have in her head? I don't know. She's always wearing the hat. She is bald. We have confirmation now. I don't get this look whatsoever. She is a very tall human. Proportions are key. It was not working. I don't mind a baby doll dress, but if we're going for young and cute, I need that hair to be like giant. If you know those blow up pigtail wigs, like I needed that size. I'm not seeing a resort. I'm just underwhelmed by this look.
1: I have pretty much the same notes because the dress has so much volume. Mm-hmm. It made her body look very like large and her head look very tiny. Yeah. I was like, the pigtails need to be like, like George's entry pigtails mm-hmm. if we're gonna do that. And also I had that note pretty much consistently throughout this entire section of this isn't resort wear. None of this is resort wear. A right. couple people got it, but most of them did not.
0: I'll give it a sunburn. Not
1: for me. <clears throat> I liked it. I I, I just I, for me, all that was missing was the hair. bigger hair. Which you know, the
0: audience: fifty-eight percent red hot mama, forty-two percent sunburn. Next we have Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Look by Unique Creations. Hair by Jonathan nieves Again, another baby doll dress. Fine but this makes her look like a triangle. It's a very odd shape. There's no pizzazz to this yet. And knows how to tell a story. I'm not sure what resort she's at, but I feel like she's about to salsa on the dance floor. I love that she's a pageant queen who is not afraid to drag her hair, but like this isn't pageant hair. And I love that the hair mm-hmm. is lightful and fun.
1: I like this a lot. I think it, it's giving me like holiday Barbie almost. Yeah. Um. But again, I, I love her in red. She looks beautiful. I don't think it's, this is resort wear. I don't think it qualifies as resort wear. Yeah.
0: Christine says it was just a random amount of bounce and fullness. She was getting Marvin Gaye vibes and she wanted to get it on. Carson says all of her looks are edited and elevated. It was fine. It was good. Uh, red Hot Mama. I'll give it to her.
1: Me too. Red Hot Mama.
0: Audience, 83% Red Hot Mama, 17% Sunburnt. Next up, Deja Sky. Look by Andrew Christopher. Hair by Gigi. Okay. So she's going for like rich lady at the resort, waiting for her husband. So she's gonna grab a cocktail with the tennis bro. That's the the the, the, the storyline I'm gonna go with. I think the garment is beautiful, but let me tell you, Miss Deja Sky, you will go bye-bye if you start to if, if you don't match that nude illusion to your fucking face she's matching the highlighter not the skin tone what i cannot stand is the hair color if you're going for a theme that is a bit more pedestrian realistic the purple hair is not going to do it for you i need to see her explore more natural hair colors simply because this show is about versatility you cannot be the pastel princess and and get away with only doing pastel and think you're going to be okay in a drag race um yeah i don't i i wasn't vibing with this look
1: I thought like the garment itself was, it looks well constructed, but again, mm-hmm. for the hair color too, I not even just, I, I would have been okay if it was maybe like pink or red, like the same color as the dress. But like, I was like, where, where are we pulling lavender from for this look? It didn't really make any sense to me. Um, I, I, yeah, I did not see the, the connection in any way. Sunburnt for me um yeah it's it's a it's we just passed tan and got sunburned
0: there it is audience 37 red hot mama 63 sunburned next we have jasmine kennedy look by david dell rimple hair by anthony michael wiggs gloves by alex sanchez i think this is a very playful pinup i love the cut of the two-piece and the wrap the heels are cute i know who she is and i know where we are She gave us shock value with the crab hands. Was it necessary? No. Did it add to the look? No. This is a case where I say, do your drag race homework. This was not a time to overcompensate. Less is more. Save the camp reveals for a runway when you're going to need it. That being said, still an excellent look.
1: I loved the claws. The claws were what made it for me. I was like, are you a Spongebob fan? Sure. You know, the guy that says big, meaty claws.
0: Uh huh.
1: That vibe. I love big beanie claws. My only note, I wish the victory rolls were a little cleaner. They were a little messy, but they were um,
0: very
1: messy. Oh, and I didn't, I, I didn't think the necklaces were necessary. No. She had these big, like chunky, like diamond necklaces. I didn't think it was necessary, but I love this. I yeah, it, love it, the claws. They look gorgeous.
0: Uh, it's a red hot mama.
1: It's a red hot mama. Absolutely. Audience,
0: 76% red hot mama, 24% sunburn. <laughs> Georges, no designers listed. This bitch does not credit her designers. Get better, bitch. Anyway, she's stunning. Gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. She has given you that hot mama going to the nightclub in Miami. She has taken the richest man down the aisle with no prenup. The hair is bouncing and it is almost bigger than her. Essentially, she is a beautiful skinny twink in red fabric. It works. For this challenge, the ball is creating a character, like creating three cohesive looks. And by how cohesive, I mean you just can't suck. And for that, this was great. We know she has the ability to drag it up. She is just living here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very pretty. I think red as a color is just very dynamic. So I like that she kept it simple, but I think it might have been a little bit too simple. Also, in terms of resort wear when Michelle critiqued this, she called it a disco look, which is what it was. Yeah. This isn't mm-hmm. again, it's not resort. Um it could be vaguely, maybe. With the right... Miami like,
0: back- is what she's going with. With,
1: with. with the right background, sure. Yeah. But I mean, she looks beautiful. But I don't know if this is... Again, I don't know if this is resort wear.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Michelle says it was gorgeous, a.k.a. Gorge W. Bush. No, never again, Michelle. Do not ever say <laughs> that again. No, um, this is it, it, It's It's oh. cute. It's Red Hot Mama for me.
1: Yes, it's it's very pretty. Again, I have my 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 quarrels with the uh prompt, but she looks
0: beautiful. I don't know what the audience was thinking, but they were fifty five percent red hot mama, forty five percent sunburn. I guess they are not George's fans. They want more. The they want more. Okay. All right, Lady Camden, look by Kip Yanaga. She's giving you an antique beachwear with a modern flair. She's not giving you full body, but still giving you sexy with just a tease of skin in the arm and leg. Again, not reinventing the wheel. It works for this challenge. I understand the category. The gold accessories were a smart choice for her, um, and I love those dangling red earrings. They are just sublime.
1: For me, there's just something so far from what I've seen so far. There's always something just like a little bit off Mm -hmm. about the runways i can't really pinpoint what it is um but like you're saying it works is appropriate it's not reinventing the wheel i just don't know why i don't like it but i don't like it
0: that's fair that's fair i'll give it a red hot mama but it's not the best one of the night
1: it's it's a sunburn for me i think
0: audience 67% red hot mama 33% sunburn and look, bye Maddie Morphosis. Uh, look by Maddie. I know she got a lot of hate for this look, and I'm here to not defend it. No, I can't. I'm sorry. Um, I really tried, but this is pedestrian and not intentionally in the way that Willow did it. I think it's cute look on someone else. This is fun. I can see her at a resort, but where's the drag? I think maybe she needed a belt that was like a different color to help break up the top and the bottom. The V cut just goes slightly down too low. And if you're going to show your chest, you Britta worked those titties. Call your new sis Britta Filter and she will teach you how to paint the best boobs in the world. Oh. Um, even accessories. She's got a choker on. It's cute. The sunglasses are cute. But where's the bling on the wrist? Like There are so many pieces missing to this look.
1: For me... It was more so like the silhouette in general, I think. My main problem was with the pants. If you're going to do like a vintage thing and you're going to wear pants, they either need to be like high-waisted capris or they need to be like full-on palazzo hemmed to the floor. Right. And this was just kind of like in the middle. Also, the like bondage necklace, again, like wasn't yeah. really consistent with this theme there wasn't really enough Uh, i I understand it was like a heart and it's cute and whatever but um
0: it was red yeah that's what it was it
1: was red it it was red (laughs) i i i think maybe if she like you're saying like had a belt or maybe she like corseted down further and then had like a wide like pan it would have been a little more dynamic um but yeah it just felt kind of like it felt a little like uninformed almost i agree
0: Michelle says that this was her least favorite look as it felt very pedestrian. Christine says it looked like she purchased it at the resort gift shop. It's sunburnt. Not going to work for me. Detail. Me Audience 31% Red Hot Mama, 69% Sunburnt. Moving on to category Leopard Evening, where in honor of this runway, we are going to play Seeing Spots or Seeing Knots.
2: Mm-hmm. Melissa
0: Hunter, look by Jean Carlos de Jesus. This is nothing short of stunning. It's high fashion even with every single inch of the look being leopard print. The shoulders are pointed. The headpiece is a statement. The cut of the dress is perfectly sexy. I adore the soft touches of that sheer black tights and the black stilettos and the black belt. Everything came together in all the right ways. And even the hair. It's blonde, slick black back. It it just works. A
1: plus. I love this look on her. She looks gorgeous. I think queens really love to say Miranda Priestley, whether it really applies or not. They're like, oh, this is something that looks kind of like it could be worn in an office. There's, if there's a, if there's a jacket, it's Miranda Priestly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I didn't really get that. Um, again, beautifully made. This garment is like stunning. Um, I'm personally getting a little tired of the shoulders just in general, it's been—it's like a fad. It's—it's it's been happening, I think, for a while, and I think we're maybe turning the corner or beginning sure. to turn the corner on it. Um, but again, I love when everything is the same fabric, same everything. I think she looks beautiful. This is stunning.
0: Seeing spots for me. Seeing spots. Ninety-one percent seeing spots from the audience. Nine percent seeing knots. Next up is Bosco. Look by Zana Bain. Hair by Kalana Marcos. Leopard print is tacky and she is here to remind you of that. Clock the face because we're going to see it again next round. I think the pants are a smart choice for the print of leopard. It's very Chico's. I'm glad she's gone coatless here because it would have felt very similar to the zebra look. The hair is right. The gloves are the right accessory. That being said, it's simple. I'm just waiting for Bosco
1: to stun me. I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Um, The top was one look and the pants were something else. Um, again, same note. I wish... She said she was doing... um, What are they called? The Barb and Star pants. Never mind. Oh yeah. Uh, culottes. Culottes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, how a culotte could fit into this world, personally. Um, but yeah, it, it felt disjointed. Like, yeah, this was work. very, like plastic modern fierce robot and then this was like woman on vacation and i was like okay maybe maybe if they were the same again maybe if they were the same leopard yeah. but they were not so i was like
2: mm.
0: i'm giving but this it, thing uh, knots for me i'm not i'm not a fan of it
1: yeah it's i don't think it's bad it's just yeah the audience
0: yeah. 65% seeing spots, 35% seeing knots. Next up, we have Willow Pill. Look by Evelyn Evermore. Hair by Chikatita. Oh my God, this was not what I expected from Willow and yet I adore it. It's very tacky with the black on black leopard print and yet so highly sophisticated because you can't overtly see the tackiness. The yellow gold accents are clearly fake because no gold is that bright. But again, it works. Willow is this matu- has this mature updo. to... Um, Look, hair—it's it just tied it all together. She's a bit of a drag chameleon.
1: This is—I love this. I really, really love this. Um, it's giving like '90s Versace. Um, I and I think she looks older than she. She's mm-hmm. like it seems like she's painted older than she usually does. Or this look is giving her like a sense of maturity, and like you're saying, it. She wears it well. She, everything that she brings, everything that she has worn, she has looked fantastic. And she they, she works it. She's coked-out supermodel, and it's great. Yep.
0: Michelle says the look was very pretty on her. One of her favorites is black on black, so she loves she chose that right. It's the showstopper for her. Seeing spots for me.
1: Seeing spots, absolutely.
0: The audience, 85% seeing spots, 15% seeing knots. Next up is Carrie Colby. Look by Evan Clayton. If we didn't see the hat in the last round, I would have been enamored. That being said, she did spin me right round. I love that she picked the pink leopard print because that feels right for her. It's a business suit; it's impeccable. Her styling is right on. The flare at the collar, the peplum gave it just just so much movement. I, I was I think this is my favorite of her looks of the night.
1: Um, absolutely, this is excellent. Um, I love that she's like paying homage to her namesake. I love the spinning fascinator. I love the color, the shape, the texture, everything is just great. And the bows on the heels. Dumb. I love a bow anywhere, but the, mm-hmm. the back of the heels, that's it's, that's the thing that's like starting um, pretty recently. A lot of designers are featuring these like big, like tool bows on the back of the heels. And they're, it's very on trend, It's very, very pretty. I'm I, this was this is absolutely her best look of the night for
0: me. I just, I just saw on Instagram last night um, a pair of heels with Mickey ears in the back.
1: We'll talk about that later. <laughs> talk about that later.
0: It, this is seeing spots. It's a great look.
1: Absolutely. I love it.
0: Audience 88% seeing spots, 12% seeing knots. All right, Cornbread Jeté, no designers listed. I am not in love with Cornbread on the runway, as some people are. This is fine. It fits the prompt. But she also is giving you the black-on-black leopard print in the velvet, but the full-on leopard print in the shirt. I like that that she's giving you a mermaid flare because it does give her a great body, but the proportions, once again. She is shrinking her head with the collar and a small wig. I think volume could have worked if she didn't hide her neck so much. And again, I need this wig to be doubled, but the color, spot on.
1: Um, I really, uh, where is it? Where is it? There's, um, I really loved the collar and what was going on there. I just wish there was more of that throughout the dress because it was a lot of crushed velvet. And then maybe she had like a leopard belt to just Mm -hmm. like cut that a little bit. I would have liked it better because it felt very much like I'm wearing a Black robe, and I have a little like business shirt underneath. And it's like, well, move the robe. I want to see that. Yeah, I agree. But it was, it was. It, it's fine. It's it's fine.
0: I'm gonna give it seeing knots. I, I I I want better from her. If we're gonna make her a fan favorite, she got to give me in on the runway too.
1: hmm It's a it's a knots for me as well.
0: The audience, fifty-eight percent seeing spots, forty-two percent seeing knots. All right, Orion Story, look by Christy Da Vinci, hair by Orion. I'm getting prehistoric princess who just doesn't want to be there. This was a very good look for a ball because it fit the prompt and it fit the femme fatale style that Orion does. I really do love the cut of the dress because it's sexy and yet not too revealing. The jaw as a fascinator, I don't mind it. I just think she needed to treat it a bit more because had it not been so white, perhaps it, living within the color story she's serving it would have been better it does pull your focus right to your head as it sits now
1: this felt like, like so for example the reason that i don't love this is because when she walked out the first thing i thought of was oh this looks like aquaria's evil twin look from season 10 yeah. And the first thing I should think of is not someone else's outfit. Yes. But that was done like better than this. Um, And I really, I hate when the Queens say, this look is me because I like to show my body. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Um, Everyone likes to do that for the most part on this program. Um, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, again, underwhelmed.
0: Yeah, well, Carson calls the gown a little bit busy and tells her to be careful about gilding the lily. Michelle says, when Halloween was putting teeth in her hair, I'm giving this the softest of softest seeing spots.
1: So will I. Yes.
0: The audience, not forgiving. 30% seeing spots, 70% seeing knots.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And finally in this category, we have June Jambalaya Look by Tony Iñáguez Hair by Edward Sizahans. When June turned the corner, all I saw was hot potato couture. The material was just reflecting the lights and it made it look incredibly cheap. It did not fit her at all. The waist was just overflowing with excess. When we did for a second see that there was a slit in the gown, she was wearing pleasers. So that ruined the evening gown concept for me. And literally, I do not know why she had fingerless gloves. The hair, it's fine. But the styling reminded me of Jiggly. That's why I think the judges were critiquing her and saying the hair just didn't feel like her
2: mm-hmm
1: I yeah. When she walked out, I I feel like I've seen it before. And again, yeah, I thought the hair didn't really connect. It felt disjointed to me. Um, I don't have much to say about it.
0: Carson tells her that she was smothered in lemay. Michelle says she was struggling every foot as this fabric got in the way. It's seeing knots for me.
2: Can't mm-hmm. save
0: it. Yeah. Audience, twenty five percent seeing spots, seventy five percent seeing knots. right. Category is evening wear. Why it got to be white in honor of the runway? We will play just white or not right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Betty, no designers listed. I immediately got Lady Gaga from this look. Not a bad thing to have a reference point, but it's very sophisticated. But again, Daya is a very tall human. There is a lot of fabric to this look. And with the amount of fabric, what am I going to say? I'm going to say double that wig. Yeah, I needed it to be the right proportion for her. I adore the beat. It's smoky and sexy, and I think that little last little collar pop was
1: my favorite. I love her makeup a lot. Um, I know they're they're saying it's giving crystal, but I don't really see it. Um, but not not this look. Immediately, I it was like Lady Gaga in American Horror Story had a baby with like Meryl Streep and Death Comes Her. Yep. Um, I thought it was pretty. I it's it's kind of like dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I wish, part of me wishes like, she was going through this theme of like, oh, for me, I like, I, like evening gown is like, oh, I'm going to bed. Part of me yeah. wishes there was like, one of those like old timey, like sleep hats. You know what I mean? Like the, the Santa hat without yeah. the ball at the end. Yeah. Or like a hood or something. Like a big hood could have been really pretty. Yeah, I could see that. but I'm, I'm not mad about it.
0: I'm going to give it a just white. Me too. Audience, 55% just white, 45% not right. Angeria Paris Van Michaels, look by unique creations, hair by couture chaos, nails by southerly sweet nails. In case you didn't know, Angeria is from the pageant circuit it's a stunning white gown right wrong those are pants um i like the psych out this was going to be an easy category for her so having to to be jumpsuit was a smart move for her the hair is what i call pageant mullet and we all know my feelings about mullets i hate them
1: what did you think about this
2: look? oh sorry
1: <laughs> i was reading my notes um this was boring to me I just feel like I've seen it a million times Um, for Carson to say that this was one of his favorite looks in like the history of drag race. I was like with the, the, the art that some people have worn on this runway, how are you going to say that? Um, Yeah.
0: That, that comment pissed me off a lot.
1: And she, that's it. Andrea always looks very put together. She always looks beautiful she looks beautiful it's well made yeah it's just not original in like any sense for I me agree. but um, um again she's
0: beautiful yeah it's it's just white
1: it's just white
0: audience 86 percent just white 14 percent not right mm-hmm. next we have deja sky no designers listed i like it it's first wives club realness meets elvis who would have thought that a natural hair color would work for her Oh, wait, me. I just said that a few minutes ago. I win. Um, I think the white really helps soften all the highlighters. So wear more white, Deja Sky. That's the right color on you. It's a great look for a ball. It fits the category without being too much.
2: First
1: Wives Club down. Absolutely. Um, This is like, I, again, I've seen this before, but it's like classic and timeless in a way that Angeria's like, doesn't feel that way. Like I've seen both of these looks before, absolutely. But this, I think because of like the history that this like white power not gonna say white power suit,
2: this power (laughs) suit-
1: In the color white. This power suit that is the color white. Like the kind of like, this is like a classic piece it's like a little black dress i feel like at this yeah, point absolutely. especially for drag race and my favorite detail about this was that the jewel in the necklace matched her makeup yep i was like see that is how you incorporate the lavender you do it in a way that is like a small little accent detail you don't make your entire head call it <laughs> a color that doesn't match the rest of your body correct um, but i like this a lot i, I do too best. it's just white for me Mm-hmm, just white.
0: Audience are not feeling her. Fifty-four percent just white. Forty-six percent not right. All right, Jasmine Kennedy. Look by Nancy Mandel. Hair by Madeline Hatter and Anthony Michael Wiggs. If it weren't for some DMs I received regarding this look, I don't know if I would have had the strength to say my truth about this look. But for those who dm me and said what I'm about to say, thank you. And what am I? I'm about to say is it's not white. Just because you're a white girl does not count. That Those feathers are cream. The nude illusion is the focal point. There is nothing white about this. Put her in a lineup. It's the rosé of last season with the yellow. Sure, you might see whatever color this is on a like a paint swatch in, in whites. In the white family, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. That being said, Jasmine is a stunning human. And while it's not white, she is wearing an incredible garment.
1: She looks very beautiful. Um, I think her hair and her makeup is... My favorite part of this look, I think she sometimes has a tendency to overpaint a little bit. Sometimes, like the contrasts are a little strong. She this feels like it evened out a little bit. I love this hair color on her. Um, for me, it's a little over appliqued, over stoned, over feathered. But I, it does not. Um, it, it it is not lost on me that. She is a queen that whose aesthetic falls under like drag queen. Like she is not, she's not trying to be like delicate, pretty fashion runway model. She's drag. So yep. I, I respect the intention. The concept is very clear. Is it my favorite garment in the world? No, but she looks wonderful.
0: I agree. I'm going to give her just white, even though she's not wearing white. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you, the amount of people who message me saying it's not white, you're not wrong. So, just beige. Just beige. Um, audience, 51% just white, 49% not right. So they were really impressed by the color choice she picked. Mm-hmm. All right, gorgeous, gorgeous. No designers listed. I just hate how beautiful she is because it's not fair. Once again. Simple fabric, but it's why she, but it's the way she sells it that makes it work. There is this classy elegance of the gown while giving you full sex kitten. I usually don't love asymmetry, but I'm feeling it here like the single strap here for it. So ask where the drag is, and the drag is in the gloves. I don't know why you need the excess fabric coming out of the gloves, but it's draggy. We love a bow, we clearly know you love a bow. Um, and I hope maybe she'll wear this to our wedding. I hope
1: so too. Um, yeah, immediately I was like, this is Ariana Grande's wedding dress. Um, she has her little half up, half down. She has a little flip at the end of the hair. Um, this is beautiful. I think um, George and I's aesthetics are kind of aligned in some ways. Again, the bow on the back of the, on the back of the glove was just so cute. Um, yeah. She, she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. She I can tell that she is very in tune to what, I'm sure she's like a pop star girl. I'm sure she's, you know, that's what I, I'm i getting the influences from what we are seeing our pop princesses wearing today. Yep. Um, even to their weddings. Here we are.
2: Christine um,
0: says, Ariana who? Michelle says uh, the white smooth corsetry isn't easy to do. It's just white for me. I love it.
1: I will say when she said that comment, she's like, that's not easy to do. She was like, I was like, you did not make this. You don't know. <laughs> no, she did um, not make but it. yes, absolutely just white. She is stunning.
0: Audience, 88% just white, 12% not right. Next, we have Lady Camden, look by Kipinaga hair by wigs by tips. Watch out for this bitch because she's going to knock you out at some point. She is serving you exactly what the category is, but giving you just enough extra to make it feel elevated. I do love the 3D bow effect. It's so camp. It's so drag. And even the side swoop of the hair was perfect because it allowed you to see the 3D bow.
1: Yes. Um, so you said something about George's and the asymmetry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I did not realize that that dress was asymmetric. I didn't put that together like in any way. And I think that's how you do asymmetry right. I think the thing that I don't love about Lady Camden is that she goes kind of too far with it. Like what I remember watching this, watching her come down the runway in this look, I was like, okay, it's well-made, I'm seeing, but I'm seeing like kind of too much going on. It doesn't always have to be like one leg, one arm, one bow. It was a little too, it felt the, the asymmetry of it felt, I think, distracting to me. That's fair, that's
0: totally fair. Did you see her Instagram post with this look? No, I did not. She is on the top of a Tiffany's box.
2: <gasps> That's cute.
0: She's got a concept there. Uh, but uh, I guess you couldn't walk in with a Tiffany's box. So
1: <laughs> It's been done. It,
0: <sighs>
1: call Shangel. Sure commission it from Shangel. She'll do it.
0: I like this. I'll give it to Just White. Not yeah, my favorite, but it's fine. Audience 68% just white, 32% not right. I think everyone's falling into what you're saying about Lady Camden. We're just not connecting as much as you should.
1: There's just like something that isn't clicking all the way. And I don't know what it is.
0: All right. Finally, we have Maddie is look by Joseph de Mercurio. So this is why I say don't do too much for a ball. If you fit in, you'll be safe. It's always the design look that puts you in the top or the bottom, but if you have one look that really is atrocious, it could ruin it all. This was it. I don't mind if she wanted to take a risk, but it doesn't even fit evening wear theme. This feels like Comic-Con cosplay with the stars and the moon fabric. Styling is Maddie's letdown. She doesn't know how to do it. Simple as that. She needed a belt to really cinch and show body and really just break up the monotony of that fabric.
1: I have pretty much a, a paragraph written for this. Do yeah, it, let's number hear it. One, number one, Maddie's face is very round. Yes. So when you incorporate an element of a garment that's going to be a circle on your face, you get, especially when it's white, you get kind of like, you get kind of egg heady. You look like a little marble, which isn't incredible. Number two, whenever people talk to me about um designing or anything like that um the one the one thing that I will say is that I think uh a fabric can absolutely transform something into looking really um like elevated and really pretty I'm a celestial girly I love a star I love a moon I love a planet um but what like what doesn't work for me is like the kind of fabric. I think maybe if it was like sheer, it would look like the the stars and the moons were like hanging rather than just like printed onto a fabric because that's what it looks like. It
0: looks like it was pulled at Joanne's fabric.
1: Yeah. Um I like the idea. I don't think she should ever do a face cutout ever again. And I... I
0: want
1: to like
0: it, yeah. But eh. Fiend says she was hoping for something magical. Rue was missing the ah thing. She goes on to say she needed that my pussy is on fire ah thing, aka Rue says you are missing you know the gayness. She asks Maddie if she's tried a coffee enema, and this is why we as gay people should stop hitting on straight men. It's uncomfortable. Let's stop it.
2: Absolutely. Oh.
0: Not right. It didn't work.
1: It's not right for me either.
0: Audience, 32% just white, 68% not right. All right, we're almost there. We're almost in the final stretch. It is category animal print bridal couture. And in honor of the runaway, we're simply going to play I Do or I Don't. Alyssa Hunter, I think this is a finely made look that captures the bridal aesthetic. I like the shine of the gold print. The cut of the top is right, but I am a bit confused why she chose to do a nude illusion, knowing that the material was not going to be a perfect match to her. She really had a lot of accents. She managed to throw on there in such a short time. I think the crown is cute and a nice way to create a veil. Overall, she's going to hate me for this, but it was a safe week for her.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, when I hear bridal, I think bride. I don't think bridesmaid. I don't think mother of the bride. I don't think anything for me. If I'm doing bridal, I'm the star. I'm the bride. It's a very well-made look. Like you're saying, I thought it was very ambitious to do a nude illusion. Um, With that being said, I think she did quite well with what she had. Um, I'm not like obsessed with the look. But what she was able to accomplish in the time allotted, I think, is very impressive and speaks a lot to her skill level and her talent, which I think is more
0: important. I'm here for it. All right. Um, So I don't have any of the results from the listeners because at the time recording, I couldn't get any screenshots of the looks. So Mm -hmm. I haven't put it on the social media. And that's okay. I'll still post them and I'll I'll have my own fun time seeing who's yelling at whoever. But I will give this an I do. I liked it. Me too. Next up is Bosco. It is a villainous wedding. The leopard head as the bouquet was haunting, but so on brand for Bosco. I really do not love the clashing patterns and colors. The red in the gloves don't match the red of the cape. The white leopard clashes with the white zebra, but thank God for the red cape to break those two up. This is vintage. Bosco loves vintage. So in that respect, it's good. It's just nothing too memorable. I thought Bosco was going to amaze me this week, and I am so let down.
1: Yeah, it was somehow like, too simple and too busy at the same time. yeah um, uh, again, not really getting bridal either. It, she just took she put a veil, a veil on right. and that was what made it and flowers or something. I don't remember what it was. Um, uh, this is not it for me. I don't. I do not either.
0: Next up, Willow Pill. Pants to a wedding, revolutionary. I think this was a really unique and great design for a design challenge. She didn't try to make anything that was going to be too difficult and yet she was able to style something really unique and special. I think the short hair paired with that mesh, really high fashion. The only thing that I would have, that would have sent it over the top was if the train was lined. But let us that's, that's me begging for perfection in a design challenge.
1: Um, yeah, this again... This for me is more mother of the bride somehow. Um, I love the, the the eye mask. I thought that was so pretty. And the movement of the train was really, really gorgeous. Like she knows where, like what to okay. use where to
2: uh
1: like emphasize what she wants, which I think yeah. is very smart. Um, also her foot got caught in her fabric while she was walking. She didn't even let it phase her, mm-hmm. um, which is not Martin. the case with everyone as we
2: mm-hmm.
1: saw which and I was like, and I I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it and I was like professionalism and again well made very very beautiful again not yeah. bridal for me that's fair but, that's fair
0: Michelle but, yeah. is glad that after 14 years the queens know how to sew what she did was not basic Christine loves how she balanced the softness with a little edge with the netting Rue says it's absolutely stunning. Rue asks where she got her sense of style. And Willow says she's explored bad taste for so long. She got good taste. I think I
1: do. It, it, it's, like, it's like comedy. You have to go through some sad things in life mm-hmm. to rec- be able to recognize absolutely. the good. And I think it's a, it's a, it very much applies here. Just I'll give it an wonderful. I do. I do as well.
0: All right, Kyrie Colby. She's lucky. She is very lucky her two other looks were good because this was a bit of a letdown. Shall I call it a mess? Um, the styling to this is what ruins it. There are so many clashing patterns and colors that essentially is just a bolt of fabric masquerading as a tube dress. I hate the feathers on the shoulders. I'm not sure what wedding this is, but I would not attend.
1: She looks beautiful face-wise. Her face is the light in the lighthouse of uh, animal print fabric. (laughs) Um, I think if she had just kept that like initial, like simple cheetah thing that she was making in the workroom and didn't add anything on top of it, it would have served her much more. Cause like, she looks beautiful. Like her face is gorgeous, but she's just like, if if she could have honestly just walked out with like blankets and it would have looked kind of the same to
0: me. Right, like honestly, if if she got rid of all the bad detailing and just had like a long veil that she unveiled herself, that's Mm -hmm. it. Then you get to see the beauty of your focus on her face. Then you could have been... Yeah.
1: Stunning. And it's not bride by any stretch of the imagination. Not bride, not bridal, not... She's... She didn't get invited to the wedding.
0: I don't. Don't love it. Neither do I. Next up, cornbread is hey, I appreciate that once she went with snakeskin while others went with mammals, she really was able to showcase some design ability by doing the mix and match. There are elements that red wedding gown, but I only see bridesmaid at best here. The gloves, smart touch. I like the pink hair, but what am I going to say?
1: Bigger. Bigger! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was giving me like maid of honor, like, can you guys believe this is happening for her? I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that she was one of the only ones that didn't go with like the warmer cheetah kind of thing. She went with like a a snake skin that was multiple colors. Um and it was, it was, yeah, it was good. The hips were a little pointy, but other than that. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine. I think cornbread this week, all of it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. You don't look bad. In, you know in a, in yourself, a, a
0: cast of 14, it's safe. In a cast yeah. of eight, she's in danger.
1: Had been, had to been last week. Major danger.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it an, I don't cause I still don't love it. And I'm, I'm not giving her a free pass mm-hmm. cause she's a fan favorite.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I would say it's an I don't as well. All
0: right, Orion's Story. I know it's crazy, but the bouquet would have helped sell a story, I don't know where the hell it was. Um, I think the design of it is great, the execution is on point. I don't mind the bow or the straps, I just do not like the different material on the bottom of the boob cupping. The hair is incredible, I adore the veil, it really is kind of sexy. It's just unfortunate that this group was forced to essentially use the same materials they have already used for the other two categories. This dress is similar to her leopard print. And because that's not a strong distinction between the two, she didn't stand out. We know that she makes her own stuff. So if this is like all she's able to do as far as a silhouette, she got fucked based on the theme. Who are we gonna blame? I, I don't know.
1: I would say personally, I think this is her strongest look of the night. I don't the fact that this is the one that she had to make here is right. Kind of- I agree. Confusing to me. But um, I, like, so I didn't even notice the straps. I don't think she needed the bow. Um, and again, not really giving bridal. For me, it's more like the slutty, like, drunk aunt that's going to hook up mm-hmm. with the best man. Like, oh, yeah. she's in the corner, like, congratulations, Sadie. You're amazing. Like, that's what I'm getting. But I feel yeah. like that's her vibe. that's a, what it she's going is. for. So, I mean, great. I, that's her intention. And she executed it well. I think this is her cleanest look of the night. This is my favorite for her.
0: Ruth says that she is beautiful and then asks if she sees that. And she says, yeah, which gets Ruth to laugh. Ruth says she's got a lot going on and it's a constant thread of all her outfits. Michelle doesn't mind it and calls it really cute and peg Bundy but doesn't understand why the straps are there and says the bow is unnecessary. I'm not, I'm very much in the middle for this, but I do think it looks good, so I will go I do for it.
1: I say I do as well. Although, my, I have one critique of, I think her eyelashes, just because we're talking, because RuPaul was like, you're so beautiful. I think her eyelashes like drag her eyes down. They sure do. And I was like, gotta flip them up. I don't, I was confused as to why RuPaul made a point of being like, you are so beautiful. Because she, she, she is. Like, she's very, she paints very soft. I just wish her eyelashes were a little...
0: Honestly, I think, I mean, I think Rue made the comment, because I don't think Rue thinks that Orion has confidence. But Orion has confidence. She just doesn't show emotion,
1: period. I'm excited. What I'm really excited for with Orion is to see where she really shines. I'm excited to see what her, like, thing is going to be, because... Her like comedy thing obviously wasn't great. And the looks were like fine. So I'm excited to see what it is. Maybe she's like an incredible singer just nobody knows. Maybe.
0: All right. June Jambalaya, the bitch knew what she was doing. She said the worst part of my look is the chest. I will hide it with a prop. You could tell the second she hit that runway, she was not confident in her garment. Is it terrible? No. Did she try to do too much? Yes. I think had she chosen one of the colored tiger prints and used that as the tube dress it would have served her better. Unfortunately, there were just a lot of flaws. I love the jungle concept, marrying it into the braids, but I, don't, don't call yourself a stylist if you can't even style yourself.
1: There was like a moment right when she walked out where she went to move the flowers and in her face she went, oh, and went like that. It was so obvious. And then when Michelle brought it up, she's like, You did not move that 12 time. She was like, Oh, I like, You knew, yeah. you knew, yeah, she sure did. Don't act surprised, own up to it, make a joke, be like, Yeah, I mean, I figured this would be smarter than this. Like, I agree, d- make light of it because. That, I think maybe maybe June just needs some, like she's saying, maybe the the jambalaya needs a little more time to cook. She felt a little overwhelmed, I think, in her time. Yeah.
0: Michelle says this is her least favorite, as she didn't move her palm fronds. She said there was a lot of bulk going on. Rue says that she can feel her not being proud of what, it, what, what she made as she walks down the runway. Rue asks her what happened, and June simply says it was a challenge for her. She tells her to find out what works for her body. And she tells her the trick is to look at people who have similar silhouettes to just copy them and not reinvent the wheel. Oh, and then the caffeine kicks into room.
1: Of course. I don't... I think that it makes sense. For people that have a limited understanding of, you know, whatever. It makes sense. It's a good good, uh, mold to follow. I feel like
0: June is one of those people who knows what she wants, but doesn't realize how it's going to look on her. Mm-hmm. So she goes to a designer and says, make me this. And they make her that. And then you're like, oh, I, that's not what it's supposed to be. And, and mm-hmm. it takes time. You learn those kinds of things. Yeah. But this is why I think collaboration and drag is such an important thing. Work with the designer, but let make sure you allow the designer to tell you no, or let's adjust things because the designer is going to know better what's going to look better for you.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's an I don't for me.
1: It is isn't. also and I don't for me.
0: All right. Last category. Category is red, white, and blue wedding couture. Again, we're going to play I do or I don't. Diabetty, This is loud and obnoxious and I can hear it through my TV screen. I can see a bridal gown if this was like all in white. And frankly, it would have kind of been possibly stunning. She used her materials the way she needed to and showcased that she can show. Is it still horrid? Yes. Does she get a pass because of the category and the materials she had? Probably. Thankfully she had that red hair because it was the right choice for this look.
1: Yes. Also, I literally just realized that when we were going over <laughs> Melissa's look, I had this one in my brain. Um, work. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Because I was talking about the bridesmaid. This is what I was referring to. Um, yes. Ah, I don't know why you do a bridesmaid again when it's bridal. Right. Um, I mean, they, yeah. they
0: did say bridal. They didn't say
1: bride. I know, but I don't know. It just seems like it makes more sense to do bride for me. I I, I fully agree. Um,
0: I'll give this an I do just because it's obnoxious and and silly. Because she's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna go camp, but it's really ugly. It's terrible. It's well made. Mm-hmm, it totally is.
1: Absolutely.
0: Again, if, if it's all white, oh, this would be a stunning garment. Sure.
1: But red, white, and blue. No, not, not going to work. No. I think it's hard in general. Red, white, and blue is hard. It's oh, the yeah. same. You run into it every year. I'm sure every drag queen runs into this every year at Pride. The Pride flag colors are very hard to make yes. look pretty or look um, Original? fashionable, chic original because they're just so intense yeah um red white and blue is very much the same way you can't see the color combination and not be like wow this is very america
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right angeria paris van michaels this deserves so much praise she is giving you a bridal gown without reinventing the wheel catchphrase of the episode like this would be a knockout in all white i think the detailing she did with the appliques on the red were perfect I don't know what it is about a sleeve caplet, but I'm here for it. I want sleeve sleeve caplets, even though I don't need them. But I want them all the time, just so I can just go whoosh. Like uh-huh. how much fun that would be.
1: Uh huh. Um, she knows what she she's looks,
0: doing.
2: Another she one. Be beautiful. careful, of her.
1: Um, my only critique. Uh, the like the blue jewels on the torso. Yeah. Um, I wish they had uh maybe like like uh, like tapered out down the skirt sure. or just to remove them in general because the fabric she had underneath was like really, really pretty. And I think to me, it looked like she kind of glued thing, glued chunky things on. And I don't sure think did. she needed them. I don't think she needed that. Yeah, at I
0: think I, she must have been afraid, as I'll say to, about someone else about not having blue in her book. Yeah, um, but she had it in with the capelet, so I think it would have been okay. And she there. had it
1: in the yeah. hat too. She was like a little fascinated. I think she had yeah. it in there too. I don't think she needed that, but no, I can see being afraid of that critique that you didn't have enough of whatever. Yeah,
0: Michelle says that the construction was gorgeous. And the arm capes are the thing of the moment. Three checks. It's an I do for
1: me. It's an idea for
0: me as well. Deja Sky. This was screaming French Revolution wedding realness. Another one who showed that they can design, but perhaps not style. The gown fits her like a glove. The ruffle sleeve is fashion. She needs to tie in the white and blue, so she made a sash. It feels very much like an afterthought. She went with black hair, which was smart. I just don't love the design of this particular hair with this look. It contradicts
1: the style of the gown. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Just like in terms of like a, a fellow seamstress, it, this is just—it's so well made. Yeah. And in these, you know, in in this environment, that must be a stressful thing to have to think about, because you know, it's it, it fits for like a glove. Um, I wish it wasn't so dark. I think is maybe it's a dark color. It was like very, uh, yeah. Um, aside from that. It's I think it's pretty gorgeous. It's strong. Like that's what it is. It's a strong look. Yeah. It's not like the most it's not like the prettiest thing in the world, but it's very well made. It's cohesive. It's strong.
0: I'll give her an I do. I'll be nice.
1: I will give her an I do as well.
0: All right, Jasmine Kennedy. Again, elements that work, but this is clash of the fabrics. I see Miss America more than wedding. She did a great job of construction of the garment, but it is another loud garment. I do not need the star on the shoulder because it felt a bit arts and crafts. The lace with the satin, I don't know. The proportions of it were off for me. She will always look beautiful and that is not a bad problem to have.
1: Um, Yes, very Miss America. She looks beautiful. The fabric choices were questionable to me as well. And there was this big red panel that had like a little blue stripe in it but the edges of the blue stripe weren't even. Not at all. It looked like she like cut it freehand and glued it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she needed that. Like, I think, I think that's gonna be Jasmine's challenge this season is editing and being yeah. like, maybe I don't need the Dollar Tree star on my shoulder. <laughs> maybe I, I can just peel off the blue stripe. Yeah. Again, she looks beautiful. I love the concept, but again, bridal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I'm going to give it and I don't. I don't I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here for it. I think other people did it better. I agree. All right, Georges, this is Chichi Rodriguez getting married. I really like this and I think it's tacky and material but sexy in execution. It's fun and flirty and young and it's exactly what she's serving. She found the sparkly materials and said, I'm going to use them all. I see no flaws.
1: I disagree with you. Go for it! i love it i think i think again this is what i one of the things that i was referring to if you are a look queen if you are absolutely gorgeous and you wear clothes like a supermodel and you i don't know the concept wasn't as strong or as clear as it could have been i don't really know what she was like it it felt like she was like i'm going to do sexy that's going to be, my concept is sexy and that's not strong enough. It wasn't specific enough for me and it wasn't as clean as it could have been. I couldn't tell if she, like, there are, like, a lot of strap kind of looking sections that I couldn't, I couldn't tell if she had hemmed them or not. Mm -hmm. So, to me, it's like, I don't know. You could have done better for a person who and every other time I've seen you, you look absolutely flawless. This shows me what hand she has in those looks, which makes me a little
0: apprehensive. I can see that. All right. Michelle says it doesn't scream bribe. Carson is getting evil Knievel evening wear eleganza 10 bucks. She doesn't know the reference. Um, (laughs) yeah gorgeous says that the look is inspired by selena and wanted to make it different more open and more sexy rue says that she was born to do drag remember when she said those same exact words to crystal versace i was gonna say she's she's
1: been handing these 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 little treats out to people lately
0: yeah i don't know maybe rue and i just love, love young twinks maybe that's the thing i don't know what it is 21 mm. years old on drag race you're you're getting praise um yeah. I'll give it an I do. I think you're opposite from me.
1: Yeah. just because all right. I think it's because she looks so beautiful all the time. Yeah. So when she presents something that does not, that isn't consistent with that theme, I question things. Or, that's when I start to question things.
0: That's fair. All right, Lady Camden. She heard red, white, and blue and realized that she's living in America and paid homage to her new home though if she walked out in a union jack gown i would have pissed myself because that would have been (laughs) hilarious um this look is the base element of a wedding gown with the camp extras of drag i think the tinsel that moves up her body really shows off her shape black hair for three looks in a row is cohesion though i would have loved this one to be a lighter color the white veil was a very smart move if you had the option for white use it it was right it, there was something about it, maybe because of the stars that reminded me of Kylie Sunique loves looks from all stars, mm-hmm. trashy yet sexy.
1: This is, I, I want to say my favorite of hers as well. I personally would lose the little garland spiral. Yeah. Because it looks like she spray painted velvet.
2: Yeah. Which it's,
0: I, it's
1: so I weird. It looks really like unique to me. Yeah. And I I saw Moulin Rouge earlier this week. And w- one of the Sachin costumes, it looks like a very it looks like a similar thing. It's like a like a velvet corset with a skirt and it looks like they like painted on the velvet, which is a really beautiful effect. So it looks very soft. It looks very again, it looks unique. And I think that in and of itself was impressive i don't think she needed the the thingy
2: i agree i I mean i
0: it all it did really was showcase that she does have a very nice body and shows how skinny she really is but otherwise she she said that she loves her tackiness she loves to be a little um drag and it did did showcase that but i think you're right i think without it, it still would have been very pretty
1: i think there's a misconception especially in the world of drag race that because it's drag it needs to be um really like loud yeah and i don't think that's true i mean again like looking at georgia's other looks they're very simple but they're very impactful they're very totally. yeah and i think maybe that's a, like a trap that lady camden fell into she was like oh well like i did this really cool spray paint on the side of this gown but i don't want to be right for being too simple so i'll just like put this thing on also. Yeah, And I don't think she needed it. I think, uh, yeah, again, I I was a big fan of it, of, w- of what it could have potentially been. Yeah. I'll
0: give it an I do.
1: Yes, I. me too. It's All his, right, finally,
0: we have Metamorphosis. Um, I don't know if you've seen it before, but the great Madeline Kahn did a performance of Not Getting Married Today, and that is what I was getting here. The hair, the face, the character it is very very vintage and that um, also reminded me of bad impersonation of carlos the uber driver construction wise this is great she used the category and found out a way to slam america into it her characterization on point she just doesn't know how to style a look maybe it's a straight thing
1: that's when she, when they when she said that in the critiques when she was like, I'm just like I my like styling, like I'm not great at that. It felt to me as if the subtext was like, I'm not gay, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Which isn't you know, obviously literally what she said, but that's what it felt like she said. And it made yeah. me like a little angry. I was like, I don't learn. I can I'm telling you, there's a million queens who could have had this spot that do know how to do that. Um, not to say she doesn't deserve to be here. I'm just, after this presentation of the runways and seeing her thus far, there is a twinkle in my brain that maybe she would not have gotten onto the show if she was not straight.
0: Correct, absolutely. Michelle says she loves the storyline. Ruth thinks the base of the dress is great, but the accessories don't work with it. Maddie says she doesn't have the best eye for design, so she tries to put together things she thinks would work for it. And Ruth says, if all else, copy. I'm going to say I do, because I think the construction of it was smart and there were elements that worked, but I, uh, it, it's a design thing. I know she does a lot of cosplay, so it's a lot easier to style a cosplay look because you have all the elements there creating something from scratch, maybe that's her downfall. And maybe if she ever wants to come back for an all-star season, if she's invited back, um, maybe we'll see a glow up. But right now I think that's going to be the thing that gets her knocked out.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I, I look at her, her meet the Queens, like that pink yeah, thing was like fierce. And the thing that I, the, the, um, I think that's kind of hard for me with Maddie is that because drag can really be anything you want it to be, she is, like, choosing, like, a feminine presenting aesthetic so far from what we've right. seen. So, like, if that's not what you're comfortable doing, if that's not going to make you um, confident walking down the runway, like, don't do it. Because to me, it feels like she's trying to like fit into this box of being feminine, even though it seems to me like it makes her uncomfortable.
0: I agree. I'll give this what I do, and and we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: Yes, we will see.
0: Rue calls Alyssa, Bosco, Carrie, Cornbread, Dia, Deja, Jasmine, and Lamb, Lady Camden as the safe queens leaving. Willow, Orion, June, Angeria, Georges, and Maddie as the tops and bottoms. I think I mostly agree, and I think we understand why who was there was there because it was a 3-3 split um, from week 1's and week 2. If we were going to move things around, I might have actually put Alyssa in the top instead of George's.
1: Sure, maybe. If I were to move anything around, and you might get angry, I might have put Carrie in the bottom
0: I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm here for it for me. Make that girl fight.
1: Beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. But for me, her second look was very strong and the other two were very weak.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, I I think, and, and this is what I said about the, the, the mathematics of the ball challenge. Your mm -hmm. first two looks need to be safe because if one of them is not good, it will knock you out. If your third look is shit. She's mm-hmm. lucky they liked her first two looks.
1: Yeah, I think she got lucky this week for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely.
0: Well, Rue has decided that Willow is the winner of the week and gets five thousand dollars. Georges, Angeria, and Orion are safe leaving June versus Maddie. We get no rematch of week one. How do you feel about those results?
2: Uh it
1: feels it feels correct, I guess. Um, I think Willow definitely won. week um i don't know uh yeah i I mean in terms of overall what we have seen i think this bottom two makes sense yeah
0: i think what's interesting is last season we had the ball challenge where they used unconventional materials and it was a fun challenge and we saw some massive duds including one of the worst looks in the history of drag race Uh uh-huh this season, it was safe. It was a very safe episode. And I don't know by the end of what, 16 episodes of season 14, if we're gonna call back to any of these looks.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think something that is different this year, I think the past two years of Drag Race have been very like dynamic, like iconic groups of people. Yeah. Season 12 and season 13, are like, in terms of just casts, some of my favorite seasons. Um,
2: yeah,
1: I, like you're, and like you were saying, like there aren't really any like crazy like superstars um, that we've seen thus far. Where like mm-hmm. this challenge last year, like Utica's mm-hmm. look was like show stoppingly incredible, and there wasn't really anything like that this time know. around. So that's why I think I was apprehensive when you were like, How, what do you think of the season so far? I like it, but yep. I'm not, yeah. I'm, there's not like, <laughs> we're not seeing the ferocity of the girls that have been trapped in their homes for a year. And this is their shot to uh, not be on unemployment anymore. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think we're we're, we're going to wait for a couple more episodes to see if it picks up, but Absolutely. something's got to change.
1: Something's got
2: to
0: give. Maddie is pissed at at herself. and She's going to sell the fuck out of the song. And that song is I Love It by Kylie Minogue. Not the song from the disco that I wanted, but I'm here that we're using Kylie's disco album.
1: Me too. Me too. I
0: love that album so
1: much. I'm a big disco fan.
0: All right. um, June is not busting out all over. She was defeated that second the song came on. She ripped off the rap and lived in her own world. Well, Maddie didn't give you the look for the song, she embodied the character. She just gave you personality, which is kind of crazy. I don't know what Maddie's background is if she has a theater background. June has a theater background. Where was the characterization? Where was the drama? I was so disappointed in her performance. What I
1: will say about June, like looking at them like right next to each other, it's this element of like, June was like, taking it so seriously and was like, she was giving, I'm the singer of this song while Maddie was giving a character. And um, I, I'm never really here for when people start, you know, ripping all the clothes off. I don't. Yeah. Think it's-
0: I mean, June had the wig reveal, which was boring, but it was the moment she kicked off the shoes that I realized that June is just one of those Queens that just doesn't know how to embody a song. And there are Queens out there who just, are great lip syncers but there's more to just lip syncing than knowing the words and and look like you're impersonating the singer Mm -hmm. you have to really embody the song and know what the song is called for maddie is took the song and said this is what you do if you hear the song in your bedroom you're gonna
1: dance and have fun yeah which i which i love and respect i love i love that we're having fun
0: maddie almost slipped on june's look which landed her in the bottom almost took her out too. um what happens if that were to happen to a queen in a lip sync is, is that a bad thing or do the Queens have to take note of the stage and, and, and know what's going on? Cause I mean, no, I, uh, there's no physicality in drag, but
1: yes, I think in this setting it shows uh, it, it's like in a similar uh, like rank of lip syncing in front of a person instead of like sharing the space equally. It feels a little inconsiderate. Yeah. If you're going to rip off a huge... side,
0: Toss it to decide, toss off stage.
1: Toss it off the stage because there's no reason it has to be there. It's only going to impede the other person from yeah. doing their best. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like the worst thing in the world, but if it was me, I would have maybe picked it up and moved it myself and been like, can you believe this rude <laughs> Throwing it in the
0: end maddie stays because the straight plot line is not over and rue wants herself an emmy um <laughs> june it's time to see what the fate has decided she pulls out her chocolate bar opens it it's chocolate say hello to the first big meme of season 14 for me it was the sad trombone it was she opened it said it's chocolate sad trombone I was it's like it. stop it funny um June's eliminated. I'm not sad or mad about it.
1: Since the moment she walked in with that entrance look, I was like, what is going on? Um, I'm sad for her because, again, huge opportunity. You don't want to be, you know, cut short in any way. Um, But I think that, like she says, the, jambal- the Jambalaya needs a little more time on the stove. And maybe Great. she'll Let's- come back again. Maybe she'll come back in All-Stars yeah. revamped.
0: Let's go through Untucked. I, I have said many times in the podcast, I love the international format of the show where they're incorporating Untucked into the actual episode. You're only getting the moments that you need to know. hmm this season is, the first two episodes, it was like watching paint dry. It was painful to to try to watch these interactions. This episode, okay, we're getting some inklings of animosity and um, some potential rivalries building up. So I'm okay with an Untucked as long as we're getting content.
1: I, even in the seasons that I absolutely love the contestants... I usually, you know, don't watch Untucked, or I'll I'll start watching it and then get distracted. Yeah. I think it started because I believe it's season twelve. They did the episode of Drag Race, Celebrity it, Drag right. Race, mm-hmm. then Untucked. I think that's what it's what started my disconnect from yeah. when it um, when it
0: was just an internet show. It kind of made sense. It was an extra bonus mm-hmm. for the fans but let's 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 go through this a little bit uh jasmine is pissed at herself that she is safe she thought she would excel at it Alyssa is feeling mad as she thinks she's the most couture deja doesn't feel amazing being safe as a seamstress but after being in the bottom two she's fine with it but this is our first untucked with all 14 sisters yes jasmine is bitter she is pissed at her gown um, that she constructed didn't get praise and Daya says that Jasmine is emotional, but look around. There were people who had better garments. And Daya says, build a bridge and get over it. And I'm like, oh, I like you. I am here
1: for you. I immediately recognize that quote from Hannah Montana. <laughs> I'm like, if she referencing Hannah Montana,
0: mm-hmm, brownie I mean, we're point. Getting, we're getting the best of both worlds here.
1: Now, um, we need more Hannah Montana on Drag Race. You know, I've said maybe- it before. Maybe we need a Hannah Montana
0: um, show. I'll produce a Hannah Montana show when I'm back in the city.
1: Please, I will be Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana. I'll do both.
0: I'm here for it. I mean, there are other, definitely other queens out there who are obsessed with um, Hannah and Miley. So I think I can
1: make it happen. Um, yeah, I, we could absolutely do that. Do a, a All right. Hannah.
0: Listeners, you hear, heard of here first. That's, I'm making it happen. My it's show, happening. it's going to happen. All right. Alyssa, disappointed because coming to Drag oh. Race, the ball is what she wanted to win. Her face went, what the fuck, when she was called safe. She is here to win the challenges. She thought it was her time to redeem herself and feels like it sucks. She tells us that she comes from a beauty pageant background and is a runway coach, so she wanted to win this challenge. Is it me, or is what she's saying not connecting to the content of what she's talking about?
1: I don't think being a runway coach means absolutely anything at all. Um, Every single person is here to win challenges. Saying that is redundant. It's... I, that's, I have a problem when queens start going down. Like, I'm here to win. It's like, yeah. That's the goal so, of the competition. Is this, it's the same thing with when they're they're talking about... Oh, wait. We'll get to it. Yeah.
0: All right. Jasmine is surprised that Lady Camden is not in the top. Lady Camden says that would have been sick to be in the top, but she realized something is not her thing. And the girls are like, what? It's not? <laughs> she says she faked it really well. She believes her red and white weren't anything to write home about. At least she's aware. At I love least she's fucking aware. I love it. Mm-hmm. Carrie is bummed that being safe means you hear no feedback. Listen, Queens, this is episode three. You've had two episodes each. You are not Scarlet Bobo and safe for weeks and hear nothing. Then you can start complaining. When you are almost at the finale and never heard of feedback, then you can bitch about it.
1: Yeah. Too
0: soon. Diana went home last week and she feels so much better. She cried when she got sent home, but she feels confident since she doesn't sew says so she does so she'll take the safe carrie says seeing her for the first time with her drag aesthetic she believes she needs to be here as an animated queen daya appreciates that coming from carrie and jasmine says the competition wasn't ready for her to go home yet Gordbread, though was not feeling the fact that two queens were coming in bosco agrees as they just had a relief of not being the first one out and daya's like the vibe is a little awkward the girls are pissed and eyeballing me Gornbridge says it was 14 queens, and if anyone says they weren't upset, then they were fucking
1: lying. This is, I have a, a, a post-it note. Like, this is what I was about to say before. It's, not, you can't be surprised that there's, that there's, that you were hired into a cast of 14 people, and that there are 14 people there. Right. I don't think I would be upset if this happened. I'd be like, oh, well, I kind of expected that. Honestly, at the end of the
0: day it's a reality show you're here yeah. to make uh, content for a reality
1: competition like bringing these two queens back it's not two more people it's just the amount of people that there was supposed to be right. like I don't understand why people get so upset by bringing people back It's like uh, like I don't know. If,
0: if 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 the two queens they brought back were like Alaska and Trixie okay yes you can get pissed off at that. That's two
1: more people, not two people that were here and then left for a day and then came back. Exactly.
0: Daya says she felt the energy from her and Cornbread says that she won't make her feel like she doesn't belong there. Cornbread is not a seamstress, so being safe was fine for her. She will also admit that she got help and Jasmine says she would have called her out on it. And this is going to cause a little bit of animosity between Cornbread and Jasmine. Interesting. Corporate's not feeling Jasmine whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I thought this was odd, also too. Mm -hmm. Like you're like you're saying the same things. So why why is anyone upset? Well, they all tell
0: Cornbread that she is big competition, and Elizabeth says she walked in and thought she'd be in the finals. Cornbread doesn't want to compare herself to the others, even though their looks, except for Carrie's, aka the T, was that it was terrible. She knows where she stands. Mm -hmm. Carrie was most uncomfortable with this challenge as she never sewed before, and Jasmine tells her she overcame the obstacle. She says, when it comes to lyric writing, Jasmine, she gonna need help. Girl, you should have messaged me before you left. Some people forget that I am actually an award-winning lyricist, so just reminding everybody. I'm not gonna remind everyone where I got my award from, because that person's cancelled, but that's different. Thanks, Kevin Spacey, you jackass. Um... Not a joke, just facts. fact. Daya says that with maturity, there are social cues you pick up on and believes that Jasmine hasn't picked up on those quite yet. And was like, interesting. Because Jasmine reads so mature, but then you're like, she opens her mouth and you're like, yeah, you are 22 years old.
1: Also, this is reality television. You're gonna talk as much as you want because she gets some great little things. Like, her reactions are always the ones they choose. She she always has little clips, they always use them. Mm-hmm. She's getting airtime. Serious?
0: Sure All right, so the discussion of tops and bottoms turns to June being in the bottom. Jasmine believes that her zebra look was the worst, and Alyssa is like, fuck you, drink your juice. What is this animosity between the two of them?
1: I have no idea either.
0: Alyssa thinks it's June and Maddie in the bottom. And Deja is going to say that Jasmine and Alyssa are both very boom, which means that what they say comes off the wrong way. Jasmine will claim that it happens with pageantry if you get asked an opinion, they're straight to the point. Daya says where she's from, it's either pageant girls or underground queens, so they get a weird rep from them and get put down. To which Alyssa gets very butthurt by this and says she's not bitchy. She's a good person. She's more than just a pageant queen. And Zaya's like that's not what I'm... I didn't know would call you a bitch. Uh-huh. Maybe it, it was lost in
1: translation. It seems like Melissa is quick to jump on things and speak even if it's not necessarily what people are actually talking about. Yeah. She's just trying to give, you know, she's trying to give the editors something to use, I guess.
0: The tops and bottoms return to spill the tea, where Willow is revered. She was loved, feeling on top of the world. Orion says she was told that it was a bit too busy. She doesn't see it. Neither does Angeria. She agrees. But she doesn't see it. Georges thinks it's going to be between Orion and June in the bottom. June is feeling like it's Groundhog's, Groundhog's Day. And in an untucked exclusive, Rue is going to tell June that she thinks her hair wasn't for her and it was for someone else, as we alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jasmine was going to say that that was her favorite hair. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> See, they used it. They sure did. They it.
1: So, work.
0: They, exactly. June says that she didn't have her drag sisters to get loaned hair from, so she commissioned all of her hair. I don't know what you're trying to say, do you? that you have money or or what, but it's styling. That's what Rue was trying to say. It's styling.
1: Yeah, I think she misunderstood the critique. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they would leave it in. Because it... <laughs> uh, June
0: shares that Michelle found her last look too busy, even though last week she wanted details. June baby, there's a difference. It's called taste. She's telling you to ha- find your taste.
1: Yeah, I think taste in general is... Um, just the ability to tell when things are, or are not serving your outfit, like are not helping you express what you want to express. And I think it's difficult to, I think it it, it, you either, in a lot of cases you either have it or you don't. And I think she, like you were saying earlier, I think she has good taste. She just doesn't know how to apply it to herself.
0: I agree. Carrie tells June that she was defeated, and when you manifest it, it can spiral into something negative. Cornbread needs her to tell herself that it's something you need to work on. June reveals that she's been doing drag for two years, and she knows where she sees herself, but she has to live up to the standards of others and be like everyone else. They're like, no, 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 don't. Just be you. Lady Camden says that June was one of the first people in the group who sees her. She thinks June is being herself. June has said that she has seen herself gain weight and not liking what she has seen but june gives her the chance to be her and be free she cares so much that they think that she's losing her it's time to talk about miss maddie she thought they were gonna love her resort look but they felt it was off the rack but she so to herself so hey maybe you can go um call forever 21 maybe they'll hire you
1: i always imagine. Like that scenario in my brain of being told something looks like that it's off the rack. And it's like, well, I made it. So thank you. It looks right.
2: professional.
1: It looks like it, it. looks like I purchased this. Thank you so much. Right. That would be my, my response on the runway. I'd be like, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> After stage management tells them that you have 10 minutes, Jasmine tells the girls whoever wants to get ready, go get ready. And this really seems to tick off Cornbread who thinks she's just written the whole script. And Jasmine's like, I'm not directing anything. I'm t- I, the re. There's a reason they're keeping this these quips between the two of them in here. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready for the battle. I'm ready for it. I mean, Alyssa, uh, all
2: those
1: TikTok the, or the the, the thing where they're all like, "Who's the villain of the season?" It's yep. Jasmine. It's Jasmine. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's Jasmine. <laughs>
0: Alyssa's gonna help June take off her shoes, and Maddie is just ready to send someone home. June starts busting out all the tears as she listens to her music, but Orion is a little bit pissed because she doesn't think she should be in the bottom, but Angeria doesn't think she's going to be just watching who is talking to who it's really clear that there are certain alliances being formed and notice how no one is team Maddie. No one's gone to Maddie during this moment to be like, you're going to be okay. sis. this will be fine. Very interesting.
1: I think again, like I was saying, I think Maddie's probably really uncomfortable yeah. I don't think she really knows how to act especially, especially being filmed with the element of there being like an editing process I think she doesn't want to sirens I, <laughs> I don't think she wants to come off in a way that she's like acting like fun and gay for God. the girls because then that's a problem but she also doesn't want to be boring but she doesn't know where she doesn't know where she fits i think is what's going on so have, she just was-
0: have have you seen the terrible it is terrible drag movie cherry bomb
1: yes i have
0: it's the same situation
1: yeah yeah it to me it's in in a, it like like extracting the drag element, the the difference in sexuality, whatever. It, it seems like you're watching mm-hmm. like a shy person mm-hmm. try and um, get along with a bunch of extroverts. That's like Absolutely. baseline what it feels like. Yeah. It may be because of the straight gay difference, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it is. I think maybe I- she's just shy.
0: What I can hope for is that after winning a lip sync, maybe they'll all go to her and be like, okay, now we see you as a competitor. You can do what mm-hmm. we do. Let's let us all be cordial and friends. Yes. But we're going to watch June and Maddie lip sync one last time as June goes away. I wish we got to see the chocolate moment one last time, but um, it's going to be the meme of the season. We're going to see it every fucking time. Uh-huh. June is sad as she packs up. She says she was first to go home and she's officially... The first out of the season. Is that true? Are we calling her the first out of the... Is she the pork chop of the season?
1: She's the first one to leave and not come back, so... Alright, yeah.
0: that's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, because technically when you start, like, listing the queens in order, she will be last, so, okay. Let's go with uh, that one.
1: I always think about, like, in season seven, um, at the finale, they bring the queens in one by one in the order they are eliminated, and Trixie Mattel is brought in, you know, fifth to last instead of you know whatever her original one was
0: well she hopes she didn't disappoint the people backing her june is going to leave cornbread her heart wig do you think we're going to get to see it on the main stage
1: absolutely and that'll be the big wig you want
0: yep there it is hi Uh, exactly june wants to be able to perform forever and knows she will get the opportunity june leaves with five different words of wisdom and zero of them resonate with me I just did not mess with her at all this season. It's a shame. She seems sweet and I love New Orleans cooking and I would love someone to make me some jambalaya. I'm here for it. Are you ready for the burning questions to wrap this podcast up?
2: Let's do it.
0: What is
1: June's legacy? Um, I don't know. Honestly, am I, um, for me, it's,
0: yeah, it's that and just mediocrity. It's it, she was nothing
1: special. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that she she was a bit. Uh, um, maybe she wasn't really ready for this yeah, yet.
0: A bit green for this season. Yes. All right, let's get loud. Jenny from the block talk um, is on the show next week. Not on block talk, unfortunately. She's on Drag Race. Um, what's your go-to number one iconic J Lo song?
1: I think "Let's Get Loud" is my favorite. Every time, like it's the kind of song that I forget about, and then when I hear it, I'm like, "I love this song."
0: See, I'm excited. I'm bummed that she's not going to be physically there, but you Um, know, at some point, she will be like the week one guest judge.
1: Yeah, one day.
0: All right, I got. I ask it every time after three episodes. The winner of the season is.
1: I think it's going to be cornbread.
0: Okay, cornbread. I'm going crazy here. I said it week one, and I'm going back to it. It's, I'm I'm gonna say Willow Pill. There is something Rue is enamored with about Willow. And I, we're getting a really interesting arc from Willow so far.
1: I think top three, it's gonna be cornbread, willow, and angeria. I could see it
0: based That's on how we're prediction. seeing things. I could see it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm waiting for the season to pop. We're not quite there yet. There's not a superstar in the way that we had like last season where the, the entire cast had a lot of superstars. Yeah. Um, Cornbread is there. Carrie is there. They're not the star quite yet. It's not revolving around that, but I think once we get our footing and start moving forward, maybe the season will mm-hmm. pop. Otherwise it's just going to get lost in time.
1: Yeah. I also think this is going to be a very interesting snatch game.
0: Ooh. We'll see. I mean, we're. I feel like we're just running out of snatch game characters.
1: Uh yeah, sort of. I like when people redo other people's, but do them better. See, that's the team. I think well, that's great.
0: Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug?
1: Uh all of them. Venmo, TikTok, Instagram, Marsha X3NYC. That's Marsha X3NYC. That's it. Neither. I have nothing going on.
0: Well, things are going to pick up. It's 2022. Things are opening up and, and restarting yes. soon. And i when I get my Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus tribute
1: show. You, you, you oh, got
0: my, that, that's, so. that's what I'm actually
2: here to talk about. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Hannah Montana.
0: Well, it was such a pleasure having you back on the show.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure being here.
0: The biggest thanks to Marsha for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash BlockTalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.